Audible.com isn't even a sword. It's more like a gigantic slab of iron. And you can heft it yourself at audibletrial.com forward slash bonfireside chat. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat, a branded favorite. And this week, um, and for the next couple weeks, we're going to be talking about the origins of the Dark Souls series, starting out uh, right now with the manga version of Berserk, which is Berserk. A, Berserk, <laughs> which is a long-running manga series that is written and drawn by Kentaro Miura. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, you can definitely, I mean, it will make sense if <laughs> yes, you, if you that's the reason why we're covering the things we're covering. <laughs> the for reason why two, why two people who do not like anime and have said so very many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are, are covering this and they're doing it in a podcast dedicated to the souls yeah. series of games. Um, <laughs> this, uh, so this series has these elements of dark fantasy and horror, um, kind of starting with dark fantasy and leaning really heavily towards horror in the second half. And uh, follows the journey of Guts, the black swordsman, as he battles the demons of the God Hand. Yes. So the first mm-hmm. entry of the series was created in 1988, uh, which makes this series about as old as me. Um, but <laughs> um, the run as we know it, uh, kind of the volumes of the manga started coming out in November of 1990. And uh, it's still running today, although it's been kind of on an, on an infrequent schedule since 2006. Yeah, which which is frustrating. Yeah. Because I, I, I wanted to have an end so bad. Yeah. Um, one big thing that's notable about the series is it's very graphic. Um, it doesn't hold anything back when it comes to violence, sexual violence, um, violent sexuality, sex and violence, sexy yeah. violence, sex and very and disturbing, violence. you know, very unnerving, disturbing. Uh, just ideas and concepts. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, I would not recommend going into this if you're squeamish about things like rape and torture and mutilation. Yeah. Um, so, and we, you know, that's what's happening in the thing. You know, I, I, I respect the idea of a, of a trigger warning. I do not make light of rape. However, raping happens in this. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to talk about when it happens. Yeah. And so, I don't feel like for the most, mm, for the <laughs> most part, I don't feel like it's that exploitive. Like I understand yeah. using it as a plot device when the story isn't about it is always troubling like i agree yeah. with that yeah this is not the most offensive use of it that i've seen yeah the, 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 there are instances where it is gratuitous however it it like the, like there are consequences to it it's never treated lightly it's never treated lightly and it's never yes exactly like, it's like, never like, it's like, never the butt of a joke it's never in, yeah. in, in a lot of instances like you know specifically with one character it's treated as the most horrible possible thing that could happen to a person it's yeah, it's that you know, it's it's in a couple of characters actually. There's two very you know, uh, very very serious uh, yeah. things that kind of happen through the series, serious mm-hmm. sexual assaults. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so we're going to talk about that freely. We don't make light of that. We don't think nope. that it's not a big deal. We think it is a big deal, mm-hmm. um, but we're going to treat the work as it is. Yeah. So the the, the trigger warning for the series also applies to uh, the show as well. So we're going to talk about this stuff. Maybe like making fun of how ludicrously it's portrayed at times, but not making yeah. fun of the actual thing itself. Yeah. 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 So we're on the same page there. Yeah. So why are we talking about a manga um, and anime on a podcast about Dark Souls? 
Um, so let's answer that question right now. The works of From Software are both apparently and explicitly um, inspired and informed by Berserk. So this kind of intermission where we're talking about uh, Berserk and then also uh, a little bit later Kingsfield, um, you know, this run up to Dark Souls. So we want to explore these things that are seen as kind of the origins of the Souls series. Um, and Berserk is a fantastic place to start uh, for a bunch yeah. of the following reasons, right? Yeah, yeah, and there, there's a lot of uh, different comparisons. So, like, it has become a tradition for the show when we're starting seasons, uh, we're starting things with a list. And, uh, yeah, so these are some kind of points of comparison. So these are direct ties between uh, Berserk and the Soul series of games. Uh, starting off, probably most, uh, you know, in, initially apparent is the setting. So both series are, you know, medieval European fantasies as interpreted by uh, like a real Japanese kind of lens. Um, this is more of a Demon Souls than a Dark Souls. You know, Demon Souls is really Middle Ages seeming, mm-hmm. you know, with its with its bulletarias and soldiers and such. Um, you know, the Dark Dark Ages of bulletaria could be just step right out of Berserk. You know, Berserk is full of miserable villages and castles and and you know kind of very similar imagery. Yeah. Whereas Dark Souls probably feels like some of those same areas if they were more remote and also it was decades later. Yeah. 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 Like Dark Souls, the demons have already won, right? Yeah. And there's some stuff that kind of comes up a little bit later in Berserk that looks more like some touchstones from Dark Souls oh, as well. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> this might be a good point uh, to notice or to, uh, to, to bring out. Uh, Gary has read the entire series, whereas I am only about like halfway through. So. Yeah. And and for this episode, we're covering these generalities, and we're going through the Golden Age yeah. arc. Um, and we're going to cover for the show in these first two. This episode, we're going to cover that. For the second episode, episode we're going to cover through the Conviction arc. Mm-hmm. The last kind of dangling uh, things I, I might mention something about, but we're not going to cover them officially. Mm-hmm. Because in the third episode we're doing on Berserk, we're going to talk about adaptations. Yeah. Um, specifically, the movie, um, the first movie, and maybe beyond if you know, I may dip my toes into some of those later ones and then the anime a little right. bit there are only two movies that are translated to english so yeah there's yeah. fan dubs and such oh okay like is the thing like i just kind of did some some searching around because i had uh i was going berserk and uh, <laughs> <laughs> had some berserk fever yeah. um so i was kind of googling around and because i wanted to see specific things from the last one portrayed mm-hmm. in uh, film because it was the most affecting yeah. the end of this arc is you know the most affecting moment in the series for me so yeah yeah yeah. So number two on the list, the tone. So the world of Berserk is a miserable one from which no hope escapes. It's oppressive. It's horrific. And there are dark secrets under every bright facade, like the yeah. full dark, no stars. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Any Anytime something seems like fairly happy, it's not. Um, you know, and this is, I'm on the record as being a real <laughs> miserable curmudgeon when it comes to the Soul series. And I'll go, I'll die alone in that opinion if I need to. And, uh, for me, this is really resonant. Like, uh, that kind of very oppressive, uh, very hopeless atmosphere I, I picked up from this and, uh, specifically Demon Souls. Yep. And even without, even without the demons, this world is fucked. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Absolutely. Um, there's another kind of thematic, um, part of this, which is temptation. Um, so, you know, Berserk is a world that's plagued by demons um, who are aided by humans who would sacrifice anything they love for selfish reasons in order to get power. Um, there are tones of this with Dark Souls, um, and it happens more in Demon Souls, where a large amount of the suffering is caused by a power-hungry leader uh, seeking souls or different uh, various power-hungry leaders yeah. who have traded their kind of humanity for power. Yeah, and different flavors, different motivations, and that's... Uh, effectively explored like in the conviction arc um, at least you know so far as I've seen which is like what are people willing to sell their souls for but uh, yeah. like, each of these kind of like boss 
structure areas is its own kind of weird morality play. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, number four, there's kind of this looming other otherworldly corruption that's happening. So the fabric of the world uh, is tearing in, in all of these games, you know, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, and in uh, Berserk, or at the very least, the veil between them is very thin, uh, especially wherever Guts goes. Um, and there are awful things that are on the other side of this. Yeah. Yeah. And even, they, I mean, they take, um, you know, direct things. So, like, you look at... Um, in you know the the method for invading in Dark Souls is using an item very similar to uh, you know an item that lets you pierce the veil in uh, in Berserk. Right. And you look at uh, scenes where demons show up and it's preceded by a thick fog. Yeah. You know, which like some of these things you know weren't. That's not necessarily the idea of fog harboring evil. No, is not no, specific I mean... to it. It doesn't mean that this was the first people who did it. But since you know this is such a on the record influence for the souls games, it makes sense that that's kind of where that idea might've come from for them. And at the very least it's a commonality, even if it's, you know, some of the things are definitely like, Oh, this is exactly the same thing. (laughs) Some of the things are just thematic similarities. Yeah. And and this is the point where I, as the dark tower fan in the, uh, Mm -hmm. on the podcast comes out and says like the whole veil between worlds being heralded by, you know, mist and these kind of different tears and things that come between them. Like that is like very much a thing in, uh, in the yeah. Dark tower series as well. Um, yeah. you know, so I, I have no idea if there was any cross pollination there. I just cannot, pl- I cannot play or read any of these things without seeing that connection. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the, the big things and most direct comparisons is the idea of this corrupted hero. Um, there, um, Artorius who, you know, arguably is the NPC in, in Dark Souls that kind of has the most complete story, mm-hmm. you know, at least as far as, I mean, I guess like Sigmire, you know, Sigmire has a complete story. Solaire has a, a complete story from beginning to end. But uh, Artorius, out of the, the kind of antagonistic characters, has a very tragic and complete story um, that you kind of see, you know, the early stages of and the end of um, is heavily based on guts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's somebody who goes to, you know, goes to fight evil and ends up getting corrupted uh, by the dark as he battles it and loses control of himself and ends up uh, being a threat to those he's sworn to protect. And even down to kind of these visual elements where one of his arms is is kind of useless and, and damaged and that uh, he has this huge sword. Also, he's wearing the same armor <laughs> that uh, Guts, that's, Guts gets almost exactly. Like there's that yeah. side-by-side comparison shot that, you know, pops up really easily on Google Image Search mm-hmm. of Guts and uh, Artorius. Yeah. And yeah. they're they one and the same. And that kind of direct comparison extends to a lot of the design elements. So this kind of fits into the setting a bit, but there are, you know, more direct influences and sometimes even like maybe plagiarism if it wasn't like loving homage, like the bone yeah. wheels, you know, like, yeah, I have straight at like, they're, they're just bone wheels. Yeah, they're like just... they're wearing the only difference is they're wearing a little bit more clothes, but they move in the same way. <laughs> like they are there. They, I mean, they're bone wheel skeletons. That's definitely where the idea of those things came from. So yeah. if you hate those, like you have a different person to thank, than, <laughs> you know, than the creators of Dark Souls. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, so some things are lifted directly from it, and it just like, oh, I like the design of that armor. Let's use it. Yeah, the the uh, Onion Knight kind of guys, like yeah. the uh, Katarina um, armor. Yeah, um, very similar. Like, to you know, strikingly in Volume One, like the 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 one of the castle cities that you see looks like an Orlando from a distance. Yeah, like these crazy walled cities on mountains, like just uh, it, it, you know. I don't know how common that is architecturally, but like it is like it, it, you could basically trace over that as an animatic for some of the uh, for some of the stuff that you're going to see in the cinematics in uh, Dark Souls, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, and then uh, finally, kind of the idea of this, you know, being branded or being cursed. So, uh, you know, the, there's the mark of sacrifice, which is something that Guts gets eventually. And it's very similar to the dark sign or the Nexial binding, which represent a, a horrible fate, you know, that you really can't escape. And uh, the stories are about the struggle to overcome them, you know, kind of uh, carrying on in spite of them. And that's something that's similar to your protagonist in either the Souls games and Guts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is the, the, they're all stories about the damned in some way or another. Yeah. 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 And we're, we're going to touch on individual similarities as we go and probably discover more mm-hmm. through discussion um, as we, we cover these first big uh, chunks of the, the series. Yeah. Um, just to get it up, get out of the way up front. This is a recommended read. Um, I really like this. I think it's worth your time. Um, you know, so if you're listening to this and you like the Souls games, you should probably check it out. Yeah. The the barrier um, to entry is real low. Like, you can get the first three, you know, uh, volumes pretty cheap. And then mm-hmm. I've, I've found that they're pretty plentiful, like, in public resources, too. Like, my library there, had them. There's a there's a website that just has, scan like, fan translations and scans. It oh. doesn't look illegal. Like, I'm not saying, like, there's this website. It's called BT, BT Junkie. And you can, <laughs> it's cool. You just get whatever you want. Oh, wow. Like, it's just, I mean, you, you just read them in browser. Um, and I don't know exactly how over the top it is because I don't think their Dark Horses work as translation. And I don't know exactly how that, you know, what the, the legality of it is. But it seems pretty, you know, it's a top Google result. It seems like it would have been shut down if it's totally not legit. Right. And uh, maybe, you know, get a taste if you're not sure if you'll like it. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, a corollary to that is that, uh, you know, if you are going to read this, um, we are going to be discussing the story in full. Yeah. So there will be spoilers. Yep. So if you have heard this introduction to it and you're like, oh, hey, pretty cool. Like maybe save this in your podcatcher of choice and come back to it after you have at least read, uh, you know, the golden age. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you read the first one, you're like, I don't really want to read this, but I want to know how it relates to the Souls mm-hmm. games. Listen on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I would at least recommend reading volume one because it's pretty oh, cool. Yeah. It is pretty cool, and it also yeah. stands alone, mm-hmm. um, or very nearly alone. Yeah, um, yeah. so very yeah. much so. Um, and I, I agree with Gary. Like, I've I've really enjoyed my time reading this, even though uh, I I just have this is my first manga that I've ever read. Right. Me too. Yeah. yeah. The, the the first one I read. Well, actually, that's not true. I read um, Akira. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, and Akira is really good too. Like the, the, the two mangas I like, manga I like. Um, actually, the plural is still manga, mom. Um, this, <laughs> I'm not playing with the, my Legos. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, so I, I like both of those things. But this is the second one I've read, and the, definitely the first one I've read in, in a very long time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Cool. You read them back to front. It's hard to I, – I keep getting in the habit of doing it. I was trying to read regular comics, and it was difficult. <laughs> Me too. It's yeah. So, so it, it's, it, you have to adjust your yourself. Yeah. But speaking of that first volume, it starts on uh, the, the the weird kind of pilot arc called the Black Swordsman. Yeah, it right? starts in, you know it starts with a uh, in the present and then it moves to a flashback. Right. So and it's it's I don't know what I think about that. Like it is it is definitely a weird pacing issue mm-hmm. to do you know a quick story arc in the, the the present like fairly quick and establish things, but then go and do a really like as long a flashback <laughs> as I've seen. You know, oh, just man. like the longest thing. I, I forget the actual the, the actual number of years, but like it was in the golden age for like six years. Yeah, the golden <laughs> age, and it lasts a really long time. It's like a, as a third of the run. Like it, yeah. it is literally a third of the run. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is a very long flashback. Um, but we don't start off with that. We start out just being introduced to our hero um, and some of the other main characters <laughs> and some of the kind of recurring things that you're going to run into. Yeah. Um, so demons, apostles, uh, bailets, and the god hand. So. And it's notable that the story starts, like, the first panel is Guts totally fucking a demon chick, and then she turns into a monster and he cuts her in half with a sword, which yep. is the, the, the most fitting, like, let's say, um, like, libretto for the series. You know, I at first, when I first uh, thought that and went back to it, I, I thought that was true. And then when I uh, looked, when I kind of learned some of the things, I was like, man, it seems weird that Guts would have sex that casually it's real, to do this. It's real, real incongruous. Yeah, like thematically yeah, it's appropriate. Like if you look at what has actually happened to Guts and the way that he approaches those things, even demons themselves, um, it yeah. makes absolutely no sense that it happens. And it, and it makes sense in that the twin verbs of this series are, you know, fuck and bisect. <laughs> Like it just, you know, like, like there's sex, both consensual and non-consensual and just people getting cut in half for miles. Mm -hmm. And that happens right off the bat, you know? So that part of it makes sense. But I thought it was really strange, like going back and looking, because I just picked up my, you know, picked up the first volume of it to flip through it before we recorded. And Uh I was like, this does not feel like guts from the end of the series, which makes sense. There's like a 20 year span between, (laughs) you know, when I, when it first started being written and when I, where it ended up. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it felt very strange yeah. to have him doing that. Yeah. yeah. But it's like any pilot. Like, it's going to feel different. Yeah. Like, they're they're exploring and stuff that, like, they they start in what they think is an interesting road, and then they go down a far more interesting one. And, like, you look back at that starting point. It's like, whoa, where the fuck were we thinking? Yeah. And they're trying to make it hooky. Yeah. You yeah. know, for, like, whatever audience. Like, it and, just needed to be like, oh, this is badass, you it's know? Like, it's like signposting like, it, too. Like, if you if you are, like, turned off by the notion of some, you know, of, of this very explicit image, like maybe don't explore too far into this because it might not be yeah. worth your time. And the one thing it does state right up front that is thematically sound, like as much as it felt out of character for Guts to be doing that, um, it did set up the idea that sex is not enticing no. in this series. Like, you know, sex is a source of of terror yep. and discomfort. Mm-hmm. And that that's a continuing theme that, you know, runs through the whole thing. Yeah. So... Yeah. yeah, but that's very much just like a side vignette that isn't attached to anything that happens beyond it. But since that will no. be your first impression, this is the this is the opening salvo that it fires, um, and it's a very yeah. bold and pungent opening salvo. Yeah, yep. yeah. So it it kind of switches more of a kind of like a western tone where he's wandering town to town. Love it after this, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. But yeah, it's very <laughs> it is very much like a, like a, a western and starts off, you know. He follows a bunch of women and children uh, in cages mm-hmm. um, towards the town. So that's also setting his tone. <laughs> yep. uh, people are in cages. Yeah. And uh, there's a, he ends up kind of starting a bar fight. Yeah. Um, Which, there's some, some local thugs of the, the local lord. Like the beginning Shigils. of every single D&D campaign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except instead of running into like a, a helpful thief and a wisecracking wizard or anything, he runs into Puck. Um <laughs> Yeah. So, what do you what do you think about Puck? Like, okay. and, I, and I'll ask that again when we get a little later in the series. Yeah, yeah. Because like, because he definitely changes a bit. Uh huh. But so I was initially really turned off by Puck. I understand mm-hmm. him, like like the like the function that he serves in the narrative, which is if you were surrogate, which is like, what's up with this dude? He's real fucked up, and he's also kind of like a really off putting smartass. Um. You yeah. Know, like, okay, cool. So, like, as somebody who is just, like, not acquainted with this person, similar to me, not acquainted with Guts, like, there it is. 
but I was really turned off by the like just that that they led with that anime style that that that, that patently anime thing of like here is this nude childlike character who does like overly twee like our like his design changes from frame to frame as he does like these really expressive like over you know yeah and like he attacks by hitting things with thistles like it is it has felt overly cute and like incongruous and like later on they call attention to it like in the conviction arc and we'll talk about that when we get there but like i I initially hated puck whereas right now like at roughly like volume 17 18 i like him but that's just where i yeah i I went through a similar change and he changes too. So he, and he's, he served kind of two narrative purposes. So one is just to be that audience surrogate. The other is to be, you know, a uh, comic relief. And you'll find what's interesting is that they add more characters that serve that function yeah. and they add them as things get bleaker. <laughs> so like eventually it becomes this weird balancing of the, the scales. Like, I mean, it's not too much of a spoil. Like it's not really a spoiler to say that another elf shows up at some point point. Okay. and is literally just like, Oh, that was the darkest thing that I've ever, <laughs> I've ever seen. Oh, now there's two pucks. Are you happy now? <laughs> like it just, it felt very similar to people, you know, uh, somebody weighing a bag of sand and, and you know, two bags of sand yep. to me. Like, um, yeah, yeah. but he's, he's a weird character. He's a huge turnoff initially though. And not least of which, because if you're going to be seen reading this, <laughs> he looks like a prepubescent boy and or girl, yep. neither of which is okay. Nope. <laughs> and, and the, tons of close ups too, like tons of just like full page shots of him. Like he's not just fairy size. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of just him full on Julia Robertsing to, to full size. And, <laughs> You know, making you embarrassed to read manga on the bus. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, what you have to do is you have to find another person who's reading manga on the bus and act like you're in a gang. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the worst gang. <laughs> or the main gang. Um, yeah. Mon gang. There we go. Ganga. Yeah. The ganga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, but Puck, real off-putting, but like I would say even like in the in the Guardians of, De- of Desire arc or the Black Swordsman, whatever, like he eventually serves his purpose. Like, you know, once he's taken in as yeah. a pet, like just it, 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 he, he was he worked for me. But like initially, like I stopped reading once I got to Puck because I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I put it down for months and yeah. I picked it back up. So, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So we find out that these uh, the, the Baron in town who employs these toughs is working for a count, an inhuman count who, who is demon, de- demonic. And he's sending uh, women and children to him for feeding. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, uh, you find, you can tell this is a medias race, you know, that things of these people have a history because when the Baron finds out about Guts beating up this, uh, tavern, um, he sends his whole militia and he knows of him. He's, he knows that this person's coming. Yeah. Like the, he knows Guts by reputation. The Black Swordsman is just a figure of myth and, you know, all of the demons know like, hey, he's gunning for us. So, yeah. 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 And so he sends the entire militia out and they capture him because even though Guts is, you know, just a completely rage, he's a rage elemental who has. Yeah. <laughs> they make a point of saying his sword is more a slab of iron than a weapon. And they, uh, they're using those exact words multiple times. Yeah, exactly. Which it's like, really strange. Yeah. It, yeah it's it, it's it's strange. It's it's consistent enough to be uh, to be off putting, I think. It, it doesn't make like it, it's the kind of thing like I would like in a first person account, like the repetition yeah, would. Yeah you know, kind of emphasize it in a way. Uh-huh. And it has kind of a nice rhythm to it, the way he says it, but having multiple characters refer to it as the same thing felt yeah, weirdly out of place. Yeah. Like, it would become a mantra, um, right? Like, they later on, like, okay, later in this episode, we're going to talk about, like, you know, this 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 sword was made as, like, a commentary on what you would use to kill dragons, which do not exist. 
and mm-hmm. you know eventually like you know so no human could wield it what do you do when these things that are worse than that exist what kind of human would would, would wield it right right exactly. so so like him carrying yeah. the sword is really really significant and it would make sense for them to make that his mantra which is you know this is not a suitable weapon for anybody but me because i am on this quest so this is the key yeah. to the lock i am trying to open however yeah, it, it is the multiple characters that, that that like throws me off about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just feel it just feel like unnatural dialogue. Yeah. And also, he has no, he, yeah, he has no he, he has one arm. Uh, the other arm, arm is mechanical, and it has a repeating crossbow and a cannon inside of it. <laughs> yep, Andy also, which has, is cooler than it sounds. Like it yeah. doesn't. It sounds like it's going to be cheesy, but I actually like how how that works. Yeah, yeah. like I'm I'm kind of into it. So he's, it's a little over the top, but he's basically. It, I, th- I think they. Yeah, he's got he's got the or cable. You know? oh, there we go. And they they uh, they uh, they balance the over the topness about that by making the feats feel earned. Yeah. In a way, I don't always feel feel like happens in in a uh, manga and anime. Um, you know, and even to, you know from the big the big level, you know, you get to see the 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 wear and tear on this guy, and you get to see <laughs> the this the toll in in heart wrenching detail later on you know what what's gone what he's gone through mm-hmm. but then also just even swinging the sword like it just feels heavy on the page yeah you know like everything feels earned that he does yeah um so it kind of makes that this you know mecha arm he has which is a fantastical element and really silly mm-hmm. kind of feel better in context yeah you know? and and this is something to be said so so the art in this i really really like um, it can be confu- it can be confusing until you realize that what they are primarily trying to convey is motion. Um, mm-hmm. At which point, like you realize, oh, I can kind of just like gloss over this and not try and discern specific details, specifically in the combat, which mostly is guts swinging this sword and having a bunch of people fall into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, on two levels, the, the you know the art is really nice. So it, the, those those scenes are really kinetic. And then from a design standpoint, like uh, you know this is this is essentially armor porn. Yeah, like this whole you know, like you, every time you run into a new host of knights, they have cool armor. <laughs> Almost, you know, the demons look amazing. Yeah, for the most part, they kind of start out with this dud a little bit, um, which you know you find out who the uh, the who count the is, is. This kind of snake man. It, yeah, yeah, the Baron of Snakes, who's like yeah, who's not my favorite <laughs> demon design. Um, but yeah. most of them are just wonderful. Uh-huh. You know, very imaginative so, and like just like the idea of like in a Resident Evil Five esque fashion, people are like one winged angeling into these awful, awful monstrosity body horror forms. Like they're, they're imaginative and they hit it different every time. Yeah. Yeah. And they on just a very, very wide variety of things that, and they, they work as something you can appreciate. And then something that was kind of hitting me on an elemental level and giving me the heebie jeebies, Yeah, you know, in a real good way, not so much this guy, but uh, the next guy and uh, later ones as well. Yeah. And also we should say, like while we're talking about the design, this doesn't, except for puck, this doesn't fall into too many of the, uh, um, lazy anime design tropes. So this is not, not Yu Gi Oh with yeah. bird hair. Like this is all very thoughtful. No. Yeah, yeah, and the, I mean, because I mean, because it's inspired by kind of a Western medieval design sense. So, yeah. you know, but people just look like uh, there. Are, there are parts of it looked like um, just Western comic art. Yeah. You know, it looked like uh, and even like kind of Eastern inspired. Like there were panels looked a little bit like Joe Madureira, who's not my favorite comic artist by any means, but um, is not so over the top anime as to be. You know, mm-hmm. to be a little obnoxious. Yeah. So, 
Mm -hmm. so what we're saying is this is okay to look at i guess yeah it looks great (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's it's you know it's it's wonderful to look at um so essentially uh you know the baron sends him out uh he gets captured but escapes um you know just in time and uh Yep, and um, so he escapes and goes back to the town, and emerges from a, a pile of corpses as uh, as the Baron has been sent out to get another shipment because Guts derailed their first one. I forget some of the some of the actual mechanics of the plot are lost on me, even though I read this or reread this fairly recently. Uh, this particular yeah. chapter. Um, and we don't need to go over every little no, detail don't. like that. Yeah, definitely hit, not. Hit bigger beats. So. But, but yeah, they're like, just like, so Guts stops the second feeding frenzy by actually confronting uh, the first guy, um, the, the the Count of Snakes, which is yeah. pretty cool, or the Baron of yeah. Snakes. Yeah. yeah. Although his design is kind of a kind of a bummer. And this starts a, a chapters-long fight with uh, with this guy before he ultimately transforms um, into a demon. Which, like, that rhythm of, like, oh, I'm going to fight this guy. He's a really, really strong warrior with a reputation. You know he's a demon. And eventually yeah. they start just giving you the uh, the satisfaction of having— I feel something it. is different. It, like, they, they, the characters <laughs> just start knowing it. Like, oh, yeah. this feels like the time I fought Blinkety-Blunk. Yeah. You know? And, and eventually it's just kind of like, oh, it's a close-up of the brand bleeding. So I get it. Like, this is a demon. Yeah. Yeah. But Which over is, here, they, they they wait to introduce that to you. Yeah, it's a nice little like signal about what you're going to get because eventually it stops being kind of empower empowering fights and oh no, something tragic is going to happen. Yeah, and it reminded me of and this is a weird you know say what you will about uh like Slenderman stuff and how that is all played out in the original Marvel Hornets. One thing that's really effective is before whenever he shows up as a monster, they have a, like a, a very specific key screen tear that happens that is not a. Uh, you know, and you just, they never draw attention to it. You just, it just it happens every time before something terrible happens. And eventually, you know, just seeing that little screen tear on the bottom is enough to like kind of get your hackles up. Yeah. And that's kind of the function that these little close ups of the bleeding brand mm-hmm. kind of, you know, end yeah. up having. So, and just the sheer amount of time and pages that they spend to building that association, like even yeah. now, you know, having not, you know, been nearly through as much of it as you have. Like, I still get that. Like, I see it, and it's kind of like, oh, shit, it's about to get real. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yeah, for real. But mm-hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a big fight. It's a, it's a big, uh, it's a big, you know, and, and, and the, chore- the choreography, for lack of a better word, is good, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it, it tends to go pretty quick, and, you know, I'm not going to succumb to the, you know, I'm not going to be what I hate and recount every single blow. That isn't what we're here to do, but... Eventually, he gets him on the rope, and it turns into an actual snake, you know, snake monster, which makes me think, like, okay, so this Baron was a guy who, like, maybe had a pet snake, and to save his pet snake's life, he offered a behelit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, no, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Riggles is going to die. Behelit, please bring it back. Merge yeah. us, and I will be the yeah. Baron of Snakes. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you realize that, uh, in, that this snake guy is the guy who actually killed uh, Corcus? Oh really? And, and like when shit hits the fan, yeah. Oh wow, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Huh. This is the, the first appearance of this guy who shows up later. You know what? Actually, I do remember uh, remember because they made a callback to it, and I was like, "Huh, he seems familiar." But okay, so yep. like he's got beef. They got beef. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's yeah. what it's, and who knows what he what he sacrificed to the the bailet to like. <laughs> Become become this, <laughs> which is a funny idea that I, I wish I had thought of during the thing because some of these people are real goofy. Yeah, um, you know. But the uh, yeah uh-huh. yeah they got beef. He's hunting down you know people, and that's a nice little bit. It's not foreshadowing, but knowing what you know from reading further, knowing now, yeah, it's like oh of course he's hunting him down. Uh huh. You know. 
Yeah. yeah. That makes that, that that makes perfect sense. But uh, like the the big thing about this is that this is where the mark of sacrifice or the brand of sacrifice is made really relevant, which is like mm-hmm. it actually explains why you know this lone swordsman is beset on all sides by demons, whereas you know everybody else is treating it like it is not a regular thing. So even though yeah. this is his day to day and night to night existence, like just this misfortune follows him because of this brand, although it's not explained exactly where it comes from yet. Yeah, and it's it's set up as a mystery where it comes from. Yeah, you know, because like people ask about it, puck asks about it, things like that. Um, specifically, it's a night existence. So the idea being like he's going and hunting these things down, but at night they come after him, and you just get this idea of this you know person who has not had like an actual night's sleep and <laughs> forever, and they eventually start underlining that. But uh-huh. that was you know, and the many things to be sympathetic with guts about <laughs> the idea <laughs> of like having to be on monster watch from six p.m. <laughs> to six a.m. Yeah. Every night just sounded miserable to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So after he defeats the uh, the Baron of Snakes, uh, <laughs> I know the Count mm-hmm. is somebody different, but I want to call him the Count of Snakes because that seems even better. Uh, but um, there's, a, there, there's a further ex- explanation of that. Like, that's where you find out about the nighttime because Guts just totally, by proxy, slaughters a father and, her, and his child and his daughter. Yeah. yeah um, yep. as, they, as they're going back to town. Um, and a pretty cool chapter, like as like, you know, as far as standalone chapters to this go, like that, was which are cool. rare. Yeah. 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 That doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, he's on his way back to the castle town going after the count um, who we find out not only is devouring women and children from the surrounding villages, but is also on a straight up inquisition manhunt for any kind of uh, any kind of pagans around him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that, that that also underlines the uh, you know the similarities between demon souls, which is this kind of Christian this Christian informed or Judeo Christian kind of religion that is uh, you know maintaining some kind of power over this world that is obviously falling to shit, and that comes up more later. But even here, just kind of like oh, they're inquisitors, yeah, yeah. Well, and then the kind of like the dark you know God being the unboss is a, a Japanese RPG trope too. You know, the idea of this uh, kind of Christian symbology and mythology actually representing the villains, you know, uh-huh. and this 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 uh, series is all about blurred lines between, you know, things that look uh, holy and are actually the most unholy. Right. You know, that that comes up a whole lot, including the church mm-hmm. specifically and, and any time it's portrayed. Right. Just about. Yeah. So. Yeah, so he gets yeah. back and he uh, he sees this stuff in action. So there's a heretic who's being executed, um, and you know, I forget how does guts, guts find out that he's a, that he's a demon? Like, is it just obviously apparent to him? I I mean, he, I know he can sense them. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember exactly. He might have just ended up in town and get gotten tangled into it. Yeah, like yeah. the count ended up knowing it was uh, you know, knowing it was him. I know he's watching the execution, and Puck is encouraging the help, and he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, I think no, he does though. I think he does. He ends up changing his mind and intervening at some point in some way. Right. If I recall. That, that happens a little bit later it... with uh, with Puck okay, actually that's... trying to help Vargas, but uh, but I forget. Like right now, I think this might have been like Guts is a badass. I'm not going to help yeah. this guy because people who die for other people's struggles are worms. Bleh. Yeah. He, he, there's a lot of that going on. <laughs> yeah. Initially. Um, yeah. You're you're so torn between like hating Puck and you know watching Guts be really mean to him. Yeah. He's not that bad, man. You you realize that his skin heals you, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like he yeah. is like and the most useful yeah, thing. He is. Yeah, he, he is he's the just fa- an Estes flask with wings. Like yeah. the font of infinite healing potions. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, you're, uh, you're right. I was thinking of uh, was Zondark or with uh, Vargas. Yeah, later. yeah. But Zondark, which is an awesome name, uh, is kind and, of this. And I, the, I love the the design of this guy, uh-huh. like the 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 Zondark. The, like he looks badass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that that's something that pops up, like the like the big goofy looking champion of yeah. the raiding demon king. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like the like just big, like none of the none of the things, and this is something I I feel like I've said about Dark Souls initially too, is that like it's not afraid to be dorky. Uh-huh. Like there's this weird kind of uncool look to some of these things that ends up actually working really well. Yeah, and it, it works with like Sigmire with the Onion Knights and stuff like that. Like I actually really like that design, um, just like I like the direct in- inspiration, you know, for it here yeah. and these other kind of like big big doofs in big yeah. unwieldy armor. Like I end up really liking how they look. Yeah, but Zondark doesn't so much look like Frankenstein's monster as he looks like Herman Munster. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. So, but he's like this big flat-headed doofus, and Guts summarily like just shows him the floor, right? Like you know, yeah. he's he's taken down, and Zondark only really comes back when he goes back to the count. And he's like, "Yo, like we probably gotta do something about this guy," and the count's all like, "Here, take my demon," and then Zondark becomes a demon by proxy. Yeah, and it's it's a temptation thing. He doesn't just like give it to him. He says like, "Do you want this man dead more than anything? Uh-huh. You know, would you give anything to get your revenge?" Yeah, you know, and he says yes. And uh, which is a yeah. nice foreshadowing. He's just doing what his dad, what his parents did. Yeah, <laughs> where, yeah exactly. where did I you learn you, to dad? Offer- <laughs> yeah. I learned it from you. <laughs> Damn it! Why do we both rush <laughs> in the same spot? And why did you beat me to it? Yeah, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but um, Zondar comes back in a big bad way. Um, <laughs> as, it's very uh, much a Resident Evil monster. Oh yeah, like yeah. It, he's very like William Birkin style, you know, like nemesis like, and out. Uh, but like the more you hurt me, the more I come back. And the count yeah. is big into that as well. Like 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 both oh. of these. Yeah, the count looks amazing too. Uh-huh. Like anytime somebody has a big wide face uh-huh. in this, they're really creepy. Have you? I can't remember how far into the um the arc that he shows up. Have you run into like the Grand Inquisitor character? No, not yet. Yeah. I'm just, okay. uh, I'm, you know, just, I just got finished dealing with, uh, the crusader lady. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're approaching. Um, yeah. the grand inquisitor is a, is a great design. Okay. Like he's, he's a little, he's goofy the same way that the, the count is, mm-hmm. but uh, I really like him. Yeah. So, huh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So uh, <laughs> I, I like, uh, Zondark's, uh, you know, 2.0 form a little bit, but uh, there's a little bit of exposition as Guts talks with Vargas, who's this kind of half man, uh, <laughs> half man because he's been tortured to death. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like had his limbs cut off and pieces of his skin are like they're exposed muscle. Yeah, and he, things like this. Like, yeah, you know. he used to be a servant uh, to the king, something like that, like a priest. And, yeah, his his wife, I yeah. think, was. Uh, yeah, he got caught. Yeah, taken as a great. sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but uh, Zon, or sorry, uh, Vargas has a behelet. Um, am I pronouncing they, they that say, right? I say I say, say like behelet. Behelet. Okay. They say behelet on on both the animated forms I've seen. Okay, so I will defer oh. to that. I was saying like Baphomet, but uh, yeah, 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 that's what I that's how I said it too until I saw it in motion. Okay, and this weirdly enough is where the first actual collected volume ends with yeah. just like a behelet. <laughs> and the, again, this design that's not that is unsettling, and I love it, but it's a little goofy looking on the yeah. page. Yep, which is a red egg. And I knew it, I only know it's supposed to be red from watching YouTube's, but it's uh-huh. gray on the you know, page. A red egg with different facial features yeah. littered amongst it. So like a nose here and a mouth here and eyes here. Yeah, um, very similar to like a red uh, 
the red cracked eye orb or yeah. the red orb invasion orb from Dark Souls, which is a red orb with just an eye looking on the, the side of it. Yeah. And they and, both kind of have a trans-dimensional purpose. And they're activated by having blood splashed on them or by just very strong emotion. And yeah. Vargas uh, got a hold of one just as he was fleeing his torture, right? Yep. Yep. He yeah. kind of stole it from the uh, the count, which makes me, are these like multiple use items? Like, is that something that the count used to, to turn into a demon or like, can you reuse a bailet? Uh, so uh, you, you, you've read more of it than I, than I have, but, uh, but I think that they are one use items. They're just, they're just put out into the world. There are like so many of them and they find their way to people who, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're like agents of fate. It's yeah. just kind of weird that this guy who is already a demon would have one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, but and, I mean, and, yeah, and, I, I, he, he could have just been a vessel through which the bailet passed to, to guts in order to get this first, you know, big encounter with the God hand. Right. Right. Not right. first, and then, but like probably, in, the, in the, in the series, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's probably, probably what it if is. you were looking for the hand waving hand wave of a way to explain that. Yeah. yeah. Which I, and I'll buy it. Cause it, they're just agents of fate. Like there's a little bit of like, you know, the, the, the equivalent of time is timey wimey in yeah. Berserk is just like fate. Yep. You know, like <laughs> fate did it. Because there's a lot of kind of Deus Ex Machina stuff that shows up, yeah. specifically one character that <laughs> is essentially just, um, you know, Deus Ex Machina in in bodily form. The dude. Yeah. 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 But I, I love. I want to go. People make them on Etsy, make baylets, and I kind of want one. Yeah. Just because it's really creepy, and it will probably every time I see it, a little bit creep me out. Do they tend to be costly, which, or are they? Um, like they're Etsy prices. So I mean, yeah. I've seen like good-looking ones for like twenty bucks. Oh yeah, you know That's it's egg, egg size, so it's not huge or anything. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's also there's <laughs> Baylet cosplay. They're, they're elf people below have, sized. But Baylet cosplay, yeah. what? Yeah, there are people who have cosplayed as Baylets, and they're <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> Jesus. So it's kind of like yeah. uh, when I went to the to the midnight release of uh, Episode Five of Star Wars. I think mm-hmm. whatever the uh, not Episode Five, uh, Episode Three, the Revenge of the Sith stairway to Lord. stairway to the yeah. ultimate duel yeah, yeah yeah um there there was a big guy like 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 samoan big um mm-hmm. who just wore like he was cosplaying as the death star it's really funny <laughs> yeah that is pretty yeah. funny it shows a yeah. certain amount of self-awareness i feel sorry i feel i feel bad that i'm kind of laughing at somebody for their weight however that was a choice that he made to dress like that so, yeah 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 um, but, uh, but yeah, so B- Baylet, uh, cosplay sounds really unsettling, especially if it's functional. Like if you like yeah. wire up an Aridino to it, to like yeah. make the yeah. eyes blink and the mouth move. Or if you just bleed on it and it <laughs> has to make, make an ultimate sacrifice. You pretty much, yeah. yeah. But, um, there's an awesome fight. So like, you know, Zondark shows up in his crazy, uh, in his crazy mutation form, nemesis, <laughs> nemesising all over the place. Yeah. Um, and, uh, brings down, uh, Vargas's shop after he has served his plot purpose of delivering this, uh, uh, coupon to, mm-hmm. um, to guts and, uh, um, what's his name? Puck. And yeah. so the, the shop collapses and Vargas is captured and ultimately put up on the execution block as kind of bait for a trap for guts. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, and initially, you know, he doesn't want to, uh, he's not going to fall for it. Nope. Um, and Puck because tries to urge him to. He has no sympathy for people like blood. For a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People are weak, which is not really how he ends up. Like it, <laughs> no. it's really strange. Like it continues to be strange for a while. Uh-huh. I think, I mean, it's just the golden age on is where they start developing his character, mm-hmm. you know, and he never really seems to end up here. So it's just, it's odd. Yeah. Um, but the, the most important kind of part is that we are, uh, so, so Puck tries to rescue 
rescue him and ends up getting captured and given to the Count's daughter as a pet. There's this whole like elf slavery subplot <laughs> that they rightly cut out of, uh, you know, the, the Chamber of Secrets and they, they you know, they, they don't cut out of here. But the, uh, most importantly, like through the daughter, we get the backstory of the Count yeah. and it will per- serve as a template for, you know, kind of corrupt royal figures in the future. Yeah. Like, most notably, it's false backstory. It's like the backstory that a daughter would have heard about her dad without hearing the actual true awful thing. So, yeah. like, like, his backstory, apparently, like, as you know of at this point in the story, like, just his wife was killed by what was killed by pagans um, or by, you know, occultist heretics or whatever. So that's why he's on this crusade, right? Yeah, he hates pagans because yep. his wife killed pagans. Yep. Not actually the case, but, yeah. You know. But uh, you know it's there, and that provides at least enough, uh, at least enough motivation to let you know. Ah, you know, probably not actually the case, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, yeah. So guts attacks the count um, in his castle at night, and he beca- he kind of switches into his apostle form, which here's a design I really love, <laughs> with like his human face um, uh-huh. as part of his like slug form. Yeah. Like that's great. Uh huh. Like his little, and it's so always smiling. Yep. How is that good? <laughs> so good yeah it's like it's like a uh he's like a serene buddha on top of just just this horrible gelatinous monstrosity like really really horrifying gelatinous monstrosity like i'm pulling up a a, you can hear me typing because i'm pulling up a google (laughs) image search to look at him again right now yeah Mm -hmm. but uh but yeah like and and this just shows you like the attention to detail that they're going to put into really unnerving you with some of these monsters yeah 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 it's not it's not a standard monster like no. it doesn't just turn into a monster monster no. and that's always going to be true. Yeah. Which is great. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> the count goes, goes ahead and says, you fool, you will never beat me unless you cut my head off. And then like at, at the very least, they lampshade that awful dialogue by saying, Hey, thanks for the help, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> he cuts cut. his head off. Yep. It is his weak point for massive damage. And, uh, yeah, he, he manages to cut off the, the, the head just as the daughter, uh, kind of walks in. Yeah. And the uh the the blood ends up landing on the bailet. Yeah. Which is uh which is bad news and it summons the god hand. Right. So that is also proof that the bailets are not one use because this is the same bailet that shows up later, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think you can just reuse a bailet. Okay. Cool. So Yeah. Yeah, but, like uh, a CD spindle, throw a bagel in there. I like that. <laughs> um <laughs> throw a bagel sandwich. Yeah, do you ever have a problem storing your unwieldy bagels? Yeah. Idiot. Use a CD spindle, <laughs> idiot. Um, <laughs> I have life hacks. I have a I have an article that's probably going to go up on my works website about mm. awful life hacks. Good. Yeah. They're fucking annoying. Yep. Um, but uh, but yeah, the bailout opens up the uh, the dimension. It's kind of like oh, this god hand that we've heard about heard about. They're here. They're back yeah, in I, pog form. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would get a god hand pog. Yeah, um, I love the designs of these guys. Oh yeah, yeah, like, especially you know, Brain Skull, Mister Brain Skull. Yeah, Mister Brain Skull, Mister Alien Brain Skull. Yeah, Mister Mister Anus Mouth. The uh, yeah, these guys would function as like this. Almost seems like, and what I thought this was going to be like. Oh, these are the M bosses. <laughs> He's going to be hunting down these people one by one. Yeah, and that didn't end up turning out to be the case. But in my video game sense, was kicking in. I was like, okay. Here's the part where they show, oh, and the Witch of Isleth did this, and yeah, yeah. Seath did this, you know? Very much the same yeah. ways. And I, and I and kind of, with my incomplete knowledge of the series, I thought that's what it was going to turn into. So knowing and that it still it doesn't, could. And, yeah, okay. and everyone has incomplete knowledge of the series. So, like, okay. that could still happen. But it doesn't happen in 37 volumes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Huh. 
But uh, but yeah, the, the, these guys look real cool, um, except for uh, Miss Lady corset nipples hanging out. But uh, yeah, you know. yeah, she's the she's the worst one. She's the least imaginative yeah. the design. Um, and they're in like a real like M C Escher esque like well, well, floating space sphere. Spe- specifically M C Escher because it's got crazy yeah. stairs. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Doma Castle. But but it's real effective fancy. because it's the non Euclidean geometry that we all know and love, right? Yeah, from, from our day to day lives. <laughs> from from our waking terrors, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, the guide hand is here, and uh, you know we find out that uh, Femto, Mister uh, Mister Pacman Head, uh, mm-hmm. is uh, the 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 person that guts is being such a jerk for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's after him. He knows him. Does he say his name at this point? Uh, you know what? I think that I would have noticed the first instance of Femto being real stupid. I don't think that it was said here. Maybe yeah. it was. But like calling your ultimate villain Femto is real dumb. They're all they're all named after um, science fiction authors, huh. like works of different science fiction authors. And Femto could be one of two things. I can't remember exactly what they are, but well, Femto it's, not, it's, a, it's an order of magnitude. Like there's like a like a femtometer or something like that. So it's, it's real, that it's or it's 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 a portmanteau of two other words. Okay. Like is the what I was reading online that uh-huh. don't mean that. But that that's the that's the other interpretation. The other people are all uh, sci-fi author references okay so yeah yeah so the god hand are kind of like the angels right so god is we, we've yet to see him we're going to talk about him in this episode but uh they are what serves as like the, the the emissaries to the world that are not just the demons which are possessed people which have given over something to become more powerful right 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 yeah yeah and uh yeah and and it's it's significant that that uh guts knows him because he calls him by name Oh. Which is uh, Griffith. Yeah. And uh, this is our first introduction to kind of the other major character of the book. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, we'll get into it very shortly, but this is a, this gets so homoerotic at points. It does. Like, it's so, like, and I just wanted to be just like, dudes, it's okay. Yeah. Just like, do it. Just, just do it. Kiss. Yeah, just, just, just like, like, like fucking see if you like it. Come on. Yeah, just check it out. Like, it just, just you know, ask me, ask me, ask me. Yeah. Like, um, you know, uh, how could he? How could he say no? Yeah. How could I? Um, it's just a very like, just give it a shot, guys. You know, because it's it's so clear to everyone that this is you know what you guys want to do. It's like a Jap- it, it's like a Japanese like manga version of Fight Club. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like imagine if um. If if they had just done it, right? <laughs> like what would have been avoided? <laughs> like nothing. Oh, no, to, almost would have though. Because well, I mean, there's fate, 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 fate. But like ultimately, what drives Griffith to do the thing that ends up getting him caught is uh-huh. the rejection, you know, of guts. Like right. not explicitly, like I don't want to, you know, do I don't like you that way. Yeah, but like, just taking like, off. You bo- know, both both of the big major turns are him being rejected by guts and him being rejected rejected by Casca. Yeah. 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 You know, th- those two things. But like, you know, Griffith is in love with him, uh-huh. you know, for most of this. Yeah. Like, it's just very obvious. Like, he he is in love. And I, I don't know if I feel like Guts is not in, you know, so it kind of is that story. Like, it is kind of like he's not into him the same way, right. you know, um, and that just it causes a lot of pain and that pain has to go somewhere. Yeah, and it goes to darker <laughs> places than yeah. I would imagine. So <laughs> then if they would have just fucked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which was which is fine. Yeah. Do it, guys. I mean, man, that naked bath fight. Uh huh. Just do it. Just do it. 
Like I'll watch it. I'm yeah. reading the book. I don't have to like just get it over with, man. Yeah. I'm comfortable. It's cool. It's like <laughs> do it. <laughs> Playing volleyball on the beach in jorts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Top gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's pretty crazy. But uh like it it's kind of notable given that tension and former tension and the significance that, you know, guts puts into you know griffin's not griffin griffith's uh uh kind of appearance there like griffith doesn't give him the time of day like griffith doesn't really acknowledge it's kind of like oh you i you are no longer yeah. a concern to me and so it's kind yeah. of like snubbed in that regard right yep 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 like that's like and i've dedicated my life to killing you and you, you don't even re- remember my name exactly yeah. and ultimately what we're taking away from this is this is guts being confronted with what he wants to be confronted with but he's not strong enough right um, so yeah. we, we get the, um, the real backstory of the count here and get a little bit more of the mechanics of the, the bailiffs. Um, so he, you know, heretics didn't attack his wife. His wife was taking part in a huge pagan orgy. Yeah. And, uh, so there's a little bit of like slut shaming about this. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's lovingly um, rendered, uh, orgy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a little gross. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's so angry. He summons the, the God hand who ended up giving him a demon, uh, body and he has to give up his wife. Yeah. To do it, you know, that's the sacrifice he makes. And they again offer him, you know, listen, you're going to be in the void of hell forever. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where you're going. You're dying. Um, however, if you give us the most valuable thing to you in the world, you know, that's that's the cost. Yeah. And uh, you'll be okay. And which is his daughter. And he refuses. Yeah. Which is significant because he's the only person who refuses that choice huh. that we see in the book. But knowing it's possible is really important. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Like, it's not. It actually is a choice for his fatalistic as this book is, it is about actual temptation, not just, you know, you're not on rails. Right. So, yeah. And like, it's, <laughs> it's a redemption story that is totally not a redemption story because you will live out the entire of your, uh, the entirety of your eternity as a wind, as a windswept spirit. in some yeah. kind of nether void. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Just join the, yeah. the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get uploaded to the cloud. You can work from anywhere. Of another yeah. cloud. Yeah, you can you can drink blood from anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and uh, so they they just kind of uh you know we're getting the flashback here. Does he he gets out of the dimension or does the dimen- the flashback actually end with him still in the dimension? I can't remember. Uh, you know what? I don't remember either. But uh, I, I all I can remember is this whole arc ends with Teresia um, swearing vengeance on guts. Does that ever pay, pan out or is it just? Not- not in thirty-seven volumes. Okay, like so, none of this, so none of this stuff never. happens again. Yeah, okay. you don't, you don't get back to this. Okay. this flashback part. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now we're going to learn about. We, we learned about the man. Now we're going to learn about the origins of the man. Guts is born from a corpse hanging from a tree, like giving yeah. new meaning to the word strange fruit. Yeah, yeah. His mom did not die in childbirth. No. His mom died before childbirth. Yeah. Ugh. Which is like some weird reverse Jesus and Mary kind of thing, which may not be entirely insignificant, but. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Gross. It very much sets up an yeah. anti savior story. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and it sets up, so he gets taken in by uh, a mercenary woman who recently lost her child and uh, the and Gambino, who has a relationship to that woman, mm-hmm. um, who is a goofy name. 
Um, <laughs> and it's it's said with utmost serious many times. What's that? It's, it's said with utmost seriousness many times. Oh, yeah. In the anime as well. Gambino! <laughs> yeah. it, it's a goofy name. It was just like, it's the most like ridiculous refrain. Like, for at yeah. least like maybe four chapters, that's all that Guts says. Yeah, yeah. And Guts is a weird name, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of lots of weird names. There's a part in this where they're hanging out with Gambino, and somebody says like, "Stop being so childish, Gambino." And I was like, "Is that where childish Gambino came from? Like that a name for Donald Glover?" But it's not. So, <laughs> okay, childish Gambino. Yeah, that's the Is Donald that really? Glover's rap name. Uh, okay, so I knew it was Gambino, but I didn't know the childish part. Yeah, childish Gambino. Huh. I have a lot Is of the... sympathy for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's uh, you know, it's because he's very open. Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, Gambino, kind of a real shit heel. Uh, kinda. <laughs> kinda. Like <laughs> yeah. this, this is this is some some real. This is just straight up child abuse for yeah. for a long period of this book. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's obviously like what they're trying to do. You know, guts is being crafted into this ultimate warrior mm-hmm. by uh, through this abuse. You know, yeah. you have to be strong. But like, but the, it just it just goes so dark. The, the the mercenary life is all that he has known. That and also abuse is all that he's known. Like culminating in uh gambino selling him uh to be raped which had like i'm gonna be honest like part of the reason why i didn't catch up to this like where you were at i put it down and i didn't pick it back up again for a yeah. good long while because i saw that page yeah it's, it's pretty intense and like you initially when you're reading it like you kind of think like he's already being portrayed as being fairly strong you know he reaches for his weapon you know there's kind of like a is he gonna get out of this you know for a moment and the answer is no you know, he doesn't. And he he reacts like a kid. Like, he doesn't understand it. Like, he doesn't believe it, too, which right. is really heartbreaking. You know, initially, like that, like, you know, he didn't, you know, like, why would this person, because this is the only person he knows as any kind of family. Like, why would this person sell me yeah. for, like, three silver or whatever the the, the yeah. price is? This, uh, this isn't in the, the filmed versions of it. It's not in the anime or the movie. I'm which, okay like, with that. I, I am, too, but they... Also, they don't ref like they're kind of references to it like they're kind of demons he sees okay so he has these hallucinations of the guy who did it right um several times that are still portrayed yeah and, and, and it ends up making no sense and this sets you up know? his complicated relationship with sex like he does not want to be touched after this. yeah yeah and that was actually yeah that, that's shown up throughout that was in the first part of it too when puck was touching him you know yeah. don't touch me is a real common kind of refrain from him but it's really it's really graphic and uncomfortable yeah you know and in a way like this is it's not there's no positive to any part of it, but I, I feel like the, if the series was entirely, you know, just demon or man on woman sexual assault, it would feel a little less comfortable to me. Like, I think what they're going for is just kind of, this is the evil of this act. It's not, even though it's, it's a little bit queasy from kind of a, you know, a a gender politics perspective. I think that's what they're going for. And this kind of, you know, it is just an, this, it goes a little ways towards them trying to make it just an evil act. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, And, and and, and an evil act with lots of consequences and not just like convenient narrative consequences, but like, just kind of like, Oh, they actually like hold to this. Yeah. It colors his character the entire time. It's not a gut punch. It is like a sustained pressure that is, that, that is applied throughout. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, it's intense. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And Gambino, you know, ends up getting injured in the, the, the war. Yeah. Um, he doesn't, you know, he just becomes this crazy, you know, after he's teaching him to fight this whole time, but he just becomes this worthless drunk, like worthless yeah. abusive drunk. Um, you know, tries to, tries to, he was that the whole time. Yeah. yeah he's always, been, but he's just, 
yeah. there's this whole bit about him blaming Guts for uh, giving his ex, the one who picked him up, the plague. Um, oh, yeah. Well, well that's, like, that's, that's, that was the whole thing. Like, when they picked him up, they're like, oh, this is a bad omen. Like, we should just leave yeah. him to die like he should. It's a plague baby. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would necessarily fault them for that decision. <laughs> like, if, if a baby, you know, that was, you know, alive fell out of a corpse, like, I'd yeah. probably be pretty spooked. Uh-huh. You know, it happened to the mall or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it happened across from the Sabaro. Yeah, like, yeah, I, would, I would have a hard time with that. Yeah. I don't know if I would pick it up and raise it as my own. Yeah. Um, the, uh, but, you know, they, these guys did it. But also, like, I'll raise you, but I'm going to abuse you. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty rough. But the uh, eventually he ends up kind of uh, in self defense ends up killing yeah. Gambino, cuts his head off. Yeah, not n- not fully. Yeah, doing, yeah nearly doing, off. He turns yeah. him into a Pez dispenser. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He pezzes him out, yeah. gives him a real deep tracheotomy. Yeah, and the uh, yeah, and he runs because like this mercenary band was led by Gambino, right? Yeah, you know from from his wheelchair. Yeah, but you know like he has no place to go and he knows no other life but to go and sell his sword. You know, which is. Yeah always larger than him because that's all that he ever had. <laughs> they only yeah, had long I love swords. that a little bit yeah. when, yeah, when he's a little kid practicing with a long sword and the proportions are the same yeah. as they'd be later in his life. I really like that. Yeah. The kind of gravity, you know, training when in high gravity uh-huh. kind of thing. Definitely. And, yeah. you know, it's like they, they, they do time skips in three years. So like three years later, he, you know, is, you know, defending a castle and it's being sieged by this weird band of mercenaries and he fights, uh, like, uh, fights and kills a real strong dude. And then he fights and kills these dudes named, uh, a dude named Corcus and a lady named Casca. And he doesn't fight and kill them. He just, he just fights them. Yeah. yeah Corcus, sorry. Corcus attacks and, and, uh, you know, does it is overwhelmed. He kills several other members of the band. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, Griffith tells Casca to put an end to it. Okay. And, uh, and they end up fighting, but not quite killing guts. And we're introduced to the kind of these other main characters. Yeah. Um, Corcus, it should be noted, is the crestfallen warrior. Like, oh, almost really? exactly. I, I think so. Like, I, yeah, I mean, so the things he says later, like when he's just kind of like downtrodden about everything that's going on, he looks like him. Huh, like I this didn't... kind of stringy hair. I guess I never noticed that. Yeah. Like, I, it, it felt pretty, pretty obvious to me, but, you know, who knows? Um, but yeah, he's, he's kind of the dour, um, kind of sarcastic. Uh, yeah. member of this band it's also the big and dude. uh yeah um he's not corcus isn't the big dude that's uh pippin yeah. is it oh okay there we yeah. go yeah corcus Cor- is the yeah corcus is the um the black the stringy black haired okay guy yeah that yeah. that is why i said it's not obvious i forgot that corcus yeah. was this dude i conflated yeah. the two yeah pippin is yep. the big dude all right which is yeah, funny that there's you know, a big dude named pippin but yeah, yeah. And, I, and i like pippin a lot yeah um yeah and then casca who is going to end up being you know a major character <laughs> casca who looks like guts it is like the same. yeah like she guts but yeah 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 but uh yeah, but yeah Gr- Gr- griffin sees this and is like okay i see some potential here let's give you let's give you a deal you duel me um this white-haired pretty boy and uh if i win you get to serve us and if uh you win eh, whatever i forget what the other term was yeah yeah it's, then, not, it's I, I think that guts doesn't even let him offer a condition right you know he's just like i don't care like i'm just going to fight and it's all because i saw him see or you know kill uh basuko or Bersuko or whatever, who is the Onion Knight, essentially. Yeah. Like, that's the, the armor that the uh, that uh, Sigmire is based on. So they do a fight, and it's actually a really cool fight, even though it does some BS anime stuff. Yeah. Um, like, you know, they're ultimately, they're, they're exchanging blows, and it's actually working out really well. Um, Griffith jumps on his sword. Yeah. You know, and, and puts it in his face, and Guts ends up biting the sword to hold it in place. <laughs> and, you know, and it's cutting his mouth, but he just doesn't. And it's really going, they, they do this all the time, emphasizing that he will go to any length. 
Yeah. You know, which is what what's kind of remarkable about him. His, but, well, uh, he his does well-being lose. does not matter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and he ends up losing and ends up being conscripted. Yeah. Yep. And uh, this becomes the, the banner that he marches under, right? And yep. Griffith becomes his leader, even though, you know, eventually he outstrips him in terms of actual ability in everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you kind of stop seeing Griffith fight, right? Like at a, at a certain point. So I don't know if that's actually, you know, that he's better. He does just become increasingly strong, mm-hmm. and you eventually learn that you know Griffith, like his his whole thing, like he's like I'm going to have a city of my own. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm going to have I'm going to take over, yeah. and nothing will stop me in the stream. And he has a, a red bailet. Yeah, um, but he doesn't know what he does. He just got it from a gypsy woman. Right. Again, so. you know, just finding it to him by fate, monkey's paw yep. style. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the, the important thing here, uh, it shows up a little bit later, you know, Griffith is a commoner. So he's kind of like yeah. Del- Delita from uh, from Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, like that's a he, good. He's uh, coming from, you know, very humble origins, but he has all of the ambition in the world. And that becomes his vice. Right. Yeah. 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 There's, there's I mean, there's definitely times where, you know, Griffith, Griffith is not a good guy. Characters love him. Right. And there are times that they really try to make him be very sympathetic. Um, yeah, but he is, he is, uh, he's the worst. Uh, like he is, he's just literally the worst thing. Yeah. He's like, just, it's like really manipulative. Like I just, I, yeah. I, 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 I never had sympathy for him. You know? He's, 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 yeah, he's, he's sociopathic. Yeah. You know, and he's just charismatic is what, you know, what it is. It's how he's kind of getting away with this. Like he is skilled, but he's also just beautiful. Yeah. You know, and that's, uh, yeah. I did not know he was a guy for much of the <laughs> first introductory scenes. As anime does. Well, he's he's so feminine. Yeah. Like th- this is real. This is feminine on a new scale. I, I um, think that the term is bishonin. Yeah. <laughs> According yeah, I think, to I think that tropes. is yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that's correct. Yeah. He's straight up bishonin. Um, <laughs> so we so we move into you know they're continuing to uh, to battle, yeah. and uh, they end up working for the king of Midland, which is kind of the main kingdom. Yeah. You know Europe. This is the Boletaria. In, in this world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Boletaria or or you know London, mm-hmm. in uh, or England rather, yeah. in this world. Yeah, and so there, you know, most of the next couple of uh, like arcs, mini arcs in here, are them, you know, going to different other cities to, you know, be the sword for this kingdom, right? Starting with the siege at Chudor, uh, which is mm-hmm. where they encounter uh, the first demon, narratively, that any of them ever sees, and it's yeah. very novel. So, like, it's established, like, oh, this is not right, even though this guy Nosferatu Zod, uh, who ultimately, you know, turns out to be a demon. Um, you know, is a figure of legend. Like he does not die. Like he's supposed to just be immortal, but just be a regular guy. And it right. sounds like a, a battlefield legend. And right. uh, when they ultimately fight him, you know, he's so good that he doesn't lose. And uh, guts, you know, actually fucks him up a lot, uh-huh. and that causes him to go into demon form. Yeah, you know, which, uh, yeah. Yep. So he is an and apostle. Then, um, he looks like the Taurus demon. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He is a Taurus demon, and he's uh, he's interesting because he is not. As you know, he is not just straight up chaotic evil. No, the way some of the other people. There's kind of a bit of a code. Yeah, you know, he's a warrior. He's like guts in that extent, except it's yeah. a, it's if gut was himself an apostle, is the way that I read him. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, they get out. Um, Griffith ends up kind of sacrifice. You know, end up hurting him, not sacrificing himself, but hurting himself <laughs> to help them escape. Right. Um, and they they get out just kind of shaken. Mm-hmm. And uh, or they don't get, and the reason they get out is because uh, Zod sees the bailet. Yeah, 
and, and so, knows exactly what the crimson bailet means, which is, yeah. you know, we'll come to light later. And, yeah. you know, is the climax of this and also sweet. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Christ. Um, <laughs> so that they're continuing to gain power and they're so good. You know, the king at this point is like, you know, uh, nobility is all well and good, but it's not going to win us wars and, and save our subjects. Like, these are the people who will. This guy is real cute. Let's make him a knight and let's make all these people knights. You know, make the band of the hearts, the band of the hawks, uh, kind of elevate them. Yeah. The, like, doesn't he turn them into the band of the white phoenix or something like that? Yeah. There, no, there is the band of the white phoenix already exists. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. They end up becoming, uh, yeah, they're the band of the hawks. But the guy who runs the band of the white phoenix is jealous. Okay. And yeah. I think he's the guy who tries to assassinate Griffith. Yeah, and you, I, I kind of thought I was going to go into like several arcs of this kind of Game of Thrones esque <laughs> backstabbery, yeah, and stuff with the the advisor who knows what's going on. This doesn't actually last that long, though. No, no, like it just establishes like Griffith is a sociopath. He knows exactly what's happening. There's a bunch of gamesmanship, but he always has the upper hand on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He just he just knows, you know, he yeah. just gets this thought, and it kind of so you know they end up. Uh, he ends up conscripting guts to kill this other knight who's conspiring, conspiring against him mm-hmm. and it goes wrong and guts ends up, uh, act, you know, killing the, 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 the knight or the, the Duke or what have you and his son. Right. And, uh, you know, it's pretty intense, but that leads to a scene where he's, you know, going to tell Griffith this Griffith is talking to princess Charlotte, um, who is the princess of this kingdom. And, uh, just kind of talking to her cause he's got designs on her cause that's the quickest way to, to get power and says something about, you know, I follow my dream and all these people are with me. I value them, but they're not, you know, they're not even really individuals. Like they are, they're giving themselves to service. You know, they're choosing to be building blocks for me. Right. You know, and if I was going to call, if someone is going to be actually my friend, then they would have to follow their own, their own dream. They would have to be my equal. Like they, they they could not serve me. Yeah. And that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, and those designs on Princess Charlotte become really, really important. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, like the, the so the band of the hawk is so renowned and so and and so honored that they are chosen to battle for the castle Doldre, which apparently never fell in one hundred years, and that just kind of establishes like, oh, this this whole kingdom, this whole land, just like is in perpetual war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep, and they and, take it like it's a big, it's a big crazy battle. Is this is this where they bring up like a like Casca has her period during the fight, and so it's like, oh, you shouldn't fight when you have the women's disease. Like, I think I think it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> so Even though, like, lest you think that we are laying complete praise on it, um, I, w- I would say on the other side though. So like Casca is portrayed really well for the yeah. most part. Like Casca is very capable, and she's. You know, out of the the principal people, she's the third toughest, but she is tougher than any of the other band of the Hawks other than Guts and Griffith. Right. And she holds her own against, you know, against Guts the times they fight. Uh Um, And there is a little bit of her, like her emotions get to her and she fights worse, which is a little bit obnoxious. But especially considering what happens to her, it didn't feel that cheap to me. Like it didn't feel like I I felt like she was suitably badass for most of it. Yeah. You know? So, and so no, knowing what I know about the rest of the series, it's just so sad that she ceases to be an actual character after the events of this arc. Yeah. 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 And I think I feel like that's deliberate. Like, I feel like they're building her up as such. And then they're going to literally take away an identity, you know, from her. Like, they, they are trying to take away everything. And she's not gone. Like, I think that things will develop with her. Yeah. But she spends a lot of time as a, as a non-character, essentially. Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, Guts decides to leave. Yeah. Specifically because of the whole thing he overheard, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, this time Griffith challenges him to another duel and Guts wins. Yeah. So so he leaves and Griffith is 100% in love with him. (laughs) Yep. You know, and that's, that's, you know, not okay. He can't take this. And I saw this as like an intersection, like not only was Guts, uh, you know, an instrument to power, but this is also a little bit of his humanity escaping. Right. You know, like a, a conflict between his over his ambition and actual, the you know, his heart. The, you know? the he you're referring to is Griffith, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So like, that's what caused him to kind of play his hand early and make this, you know, make a rare mistake. Yeah. You know, that he doesn't make because of this. He was flooded with, you know, what you humans call emotion. <laughs> exactly. Not, yeah, it's not, you know, not usual for him. Uh-huh. So, yeah. yeah. So so the mistake that he makes is, you know, he goes and he sleeps with, you know, with Charlotte, who I'm not sure how old she is when this happens, but she's definitely a virgin, um, as revealed yeah. by the evidence of the act, which is the king come barging, you know, comes barging in after Griffith is captured, and he sees the sheets. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And she's definitely too young and definitely not ready for this. Like she's a little yeah. bit infatuated with him, but it, it plays as a, as a immoral act. Yeah. You know, it plays as, and they do a really good job of showing like expression. Like when he's facing her, he has an expressive face. And when he's not looking at her, his face is blank. Like the scene is really chilling. Oh, like for, for a sex scene. Like there's a really, like they do a really good job of showing him, like I am going, I feel nothing for this person, but I need to pretend it because she has this idea of romantic courtly love yeah. and I have to convince her, you know, and this is a role I'll be playing my whole life, you know? Yeah. And I, by this point, I was so desensitized to any sex in this that I always saw it as an act of violence and therefore I kind of averted my eyes from that kind of detail. Yeah. So it's definitely, I, I mean, it's definitely creepy, it. Yeah. but there's like, there's characterization in it. Like yeah. there's several times where he's talking and he just has, he just looks like he's just, you know, like asleep. Yeah, very so yeah. this makes my heart sad, Gary. Yeah, it's 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 really intense. Well, it's just going to get worse too. Like, I know <laughs> it, it is a harrowing. We're going to end on a real down note on this episode. Um, so the king finds out, and this is not okay. You know, I'm going to make you a knight, but you cannot have sex with my precious uh, Charlotte. Uh-huh. The I am not really comfortable with the reasoning behind that. No, nope. like, did that come out of nowhere for you? It did. Because it did for like, me. Yeah, that, and, and similar similar to the uh, the. Gambino selling guts like I kind of had to put it down after what happened here because the whole like you remind me of my wife so I'm going to do this awful shit to you is way over the line like read as a pedophile at any point what's that you know he didn't read as a pedophile at any point before this no no you know and he didn't really need to be like it could have just been like it could have literally been like oh I can't do this because I would lose too much face yeah or you know any of those things would be fine he didn't have to be like perverted And, you know? and, and, and it would have been more pure because, like, he 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 would have he would have served as an example for like what happens when you dedicate your life to revenge, which is like yeah. where, like where this story opens, right? And so, like, he is a person who ultimately is entirely consumed by it, right? But like, just putting in this like it's too much, and it's like it's, it's just yeah. like way too much of way too offensive of a thing. And in short. Yeah, yeah, like with, like, with the last, like, thing. Like, like with no runway to it. Yeah, yeah, yep, agreed. And uh, yeah, I did not like that. But regardless of why he does it, um, you know, this will not stand. And Griffith gets captured and thrown into the dungeon. And uh, there's this character, this royal interrogator, who's a real creep. Yeah, and uh, who tortures him for a year. Yeah, um, yeah, tosses his uh, 
bail it away and just the, you know, you get the, the worst, you know, the worst possible torture in this like torture pit that was built on an ancient city yep. or something like that. Like it is a real creepy place. Yeah. And yeah. they're kind of like, there are shades of like, they reminded me of Latria uh-huh. a little bit, like just kind of a, a sun, like that kind of sense, like the cells yeah, and yeah, stuff, are, especially kind of when they go here later and. De- yeah. de- def- definitely like that, that, that descent down and then the, the, the spiral staircase element to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it, it really pays off later. Uh, just in like for what, what for me is one of the most like disturbing things in the series, but yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's all disturbing from here on out pretty, yeah, much. Like, pretty much. Yeah. It's just going to keep, going to keep happening. So yeah. the, um, you know, a year passes and uh, there's uh, the Midland army in addition to getting revenge on Griffith, uh, sets up the Hawks. Like tells them they're going to do a training exercise and then brutally slaughters most of them. And there's just kind of a remnants that get away. Right. And those yeah. remnants are led by Casca. So, you know, yeah. she takes over guts is left, you know, very dramatically Griffith. Nobody knows what the hell, Yeah. <laughs> right. They just yeah. catch, they just kept, you know, catch glimpses of it here and there. But like Casca's like, we've got to hold this together because the band of the Hawk means something to all of us. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you do get the sense, like, they, there is, like, a very nice sense of camaraderie, yeah. you know, amongst them. And they're all likable characters other than Griffith. Right. You know, like, I like all these people. I like Rickard. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like, uh, Rickard's like great. Yeah, Rickard's great. And I love how I like that he, he doesn't go away. Um, so Guts is fighting in this weird, you know, a year later, he's fighting this this foreign assassin. And these people will actually, I mean, kind of spoilers, like, they're, they're a big plot point, this oh. nation that he's from. Okay. Um. After staying with this blacksmith who looks a little bit like familiar blacksmiths <laughs> to us and uh, his daughter, Erica. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And the, uh, the assassin is leading, he finds out the assassin is leading an attack on the band of the hawk. Yeah. And so yeah. he figures, well, I better go help my old friends. Right. Yeah. And he, he's, and he's, he's in love with Casca. Yeah. So very, very yeah. clearly like it's it, like their, their relationship is set up even from the start of his, you know, tenure with them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's not like it didn't just come up. Right. We're just bringing it up, but yeah, yeah. So guts goes and rescues them. You know, he's he, <laughs> he at this point has, you know, continued to be the one person army taking on another army, cutting them in half, and yep. uh, <laughs> berserk cut a dude in half. Yeah, he loves cutting people in half, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, they 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 kind of have this uh, rough reunion, but ultimately, she throws herself off the cliff and survives, and they swear their love to each other. Yeah. Yeah, and end up uh, you know consummating their their love. Yeah, um, in one of the few nonviolent sex scenes that's yeah. still a little violent, but uh, it stops being violent <laughs> quickly enough. Yeah, exactly. and uh, you know it's it's one of the few like acts of consensual affection. Yeah, <laughs> in the in the whole series, like yeah, does not really happen, but it's happening here. It's so it's let's... it's the only time that like nudity in this series has felt good. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. But yeah, so they something somehow they get word. That Griffith, like where he's at, yeah. where he's being held, and uh, they decide they have to rescue him. Like Guts is back, and he's got the strength, and he's got the wherewithal. Like I'm not going to let Griffith rot in a dungeon, uh-huh. you fool. <sighs> and and uh, they decide to mount an assault on Windham Castle. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty crazy because we talked about this tower, but like the backstory that they give is very deliberate in making it this otherworldly, ancient, uh, eldritch kind of place. Uh, where yeah. you know they're descending down like this this tower is as deep as it is tall it predates the entire kingdom and uh, you see all these corpses down here that are all marked with uh, the brand which we have already established as being linked to demonic presences so yeah. yeah yeah which which is awesome because the you know we know and the characters don't 
So it has yeah. that kind of dramatic irony, uh-huh. which is, you know, like, what are you guys getting into? No, you fools. You know, <laughs> that, you know, horror movie moment. Yeah. Um, and when they eventually get down to Griffith, um, I, I, I'm glad you put this in the notes because I would have said it if you didn't. Um, but he's like sloth from seven. Yeah. You know, like, like literally just exposed muscle parts of his skin that have stripped away. Yeah. Like the, the, they go into like really uncomfortable detail, like not since the torture of Michonne. Like, have yeah. I felt so uncomfortable reading a depiction of physical violence against a person in a comic? Yeah. 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 Like, like cutting out his tongue. His um, tendons. You know. Like, so he'll never walk again. Uh, just like just letting him waste away. It's it's real. Like, it's upsetting, like on a very visceral level to me. Yeah, uh, you know, into yeah. lots of people, not just me specifically, but yeah. Even though he's a shit heel, like it's still yeah. hard to, it's like, yeah, it's still hard to hear about. And the, the you know the idiot little torturer guy, who's just like bragging about it. Yeah. You know, he that guy is a real piece of work, and that uh, earns him his death. Yeah. So getting by, getting his head bisected. That's the other thing that happens a lot yeah. is the sword coming directly from the top and just splitting skulls in half. So yeah. it's either bodies with horizontal cuts or skulls with vertical cuts. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> But they get him out successfully. They have to carry him out. Like you, you, like you never see his face. Like they wisely keep his hawk helmet on. Um, yeah, because yeah. your imagination is like what you know. <laughs> first of all, like the illusion of this guy is still really important, and they yeah. they play into that as well. Yeah. But second, you know, what's this guy look like? Well, my imagination is going to be worse than when you're actually in the show. Yeah. 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 But while this is happening, you know, Rickard is back attending to, you know, the wounded at a camp and then just like all hell breaks loose, quite literally, as demons come down and just start devouring people whole. And we're introduced to a new character, um, this weird anti-hero, I would almost say like Ravenholm-esque guy, the Skull Mm. Knight. Yeah. 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 Deus Ex Skull Knight. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Who, again, and he looks a lot like um, the, uh, the Dark Wraiths. A little bit. The same same armor, like very very similar armor. Like I've seen a side by side, and uh, I love the, I love the design of this guy, and I yeah. love that he is not. Uh, I I it's cheap irony that he is you know he's a good guy, yeah. but or for lack of a better word, but I really like him. Yeah, he's he's still working to something of an inscrutable purpose, and I, I think his role pays off in what is like one of my favorite chapters of a graphic novel slash visual medium in a while. But yeah, yeah, which we're coming up on right. I think we're coming up. I think it's a little bit after like the real gut punchy okay. stuff, but like I'll talk about it when we get to it. But okay. he, he he figures prominently into it. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So the band of the hawk has their leader back, um, although he is diminished, and there's this sickening sense of hope that he will ever get better. And you know, mm-hmm. ob- you know, obviously he's going to be this husk that is trapped in his own tortured mind forever and everybody is like he's gonna be back and we're gonna be the band of the hawk again and it's all gonna yeah. be good and it's it really like, heartbreaking it's, during it, this part yeah. Like, yeah no you can't you know you can't grind sausage into a pig like it doesn't no. it doesn't happen um and the king is super insane at this point and yeah. he's gaunt and he's just you know sweating all the time and uh he sends you know several armies to go after them ultimately sending the devil dogs on um, this band of convicts led yeah. by um what looks like would be a offensive political cartoon yep <laughs> depiction of some race i'm glad you said um, that yeah yeah in the uh you know in in less enlightened times um uh, he, he's a he's uh, he, he is the stereotypical primitive humanoid yeah yeah yep um and he's creepy yeah like he succeeds as being you know unnerving yeah um yeah though the way there's a real ridiculous scene where 
the where he gets recruited, where he says something like, you know, those are nice spires up here over there. They could use some decoration, like throws a guy onto them. Like yeah. this, you know, ring toss yeah. horseshoes kind of kind of thing. Yeah, it's real silly, but he, uh-huh. he looks inhuman at this point. Like the way this guy is passing for, for human is, is just nuts. <laughs> yeah. You know, a little bit. It, it wasn't until I like was typing up the notes and I was like, okay, how are we going to pronounce his, his name? Uh, I was like, oh, it's wild. Like, the, like yeah. li- literally, that's just, that's just how it's said. I was like saying yep. we all or whatever yeah. when I was reading it uh, out yep. loud to myself. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, he's wild. Um, yep. And he is the kind of most abject depiction of like total uh, hedonism and violence and just animal joy in in, in kill and killing and yeah. exploiting and, and everything yeah. like his mantra is like everything for fun yeah exactly and yeah. he enforces it amongst his people who are just normal people bad people yep but not demons right um and they essentially just it's, it is a it is a army of rapists yep and to continue the references to the walking dead he's kind of like the worst aspects of the governor in nagan um yeah. except you know he is he is totally willing to completely sexually assault a person yeah which like, is yeah, his mo, really? Because like the most striking image of that chapter that he has, aside from his crazy pointy dick, is uh, like marching under a banner that is naked women's torsos. Yeah, on on sticks like crucifix. There are parts of this like so as as much as so when I react to a piece of art, one of the things that I want um, because I've I've seen and read a lot, you know, and I like to be affected by things that will go a really long way for me. And the way that this goes from being, you know, in the middle of the kind of golden age when things are going great for the mercenary company, uh-huh. it is, it's pretty bland. Like it's like sword fights. Like I like the characters. It's kind of cruising along. Yeah. But the way this starts getting worse and then keeps getting worse and then keeps getting worse and keeps getting worse. I found like impossible to put down. Like I, yeah. you know, I was just like, this is, wow, you know, this is actually like having like a really deep kind of effect on me. Uh-huh. And because I ended up liking the characters and end up, you know, was invested in them, these things that were happening to them, I just found really compelling and, you know, narratively satisfying and surprising, Yeah, you know, in a way that if the arc had turned around sooner, like, oh, you know, we have to go rescue him and there's kind of a boss monster in the thing and we've rescued Griffith. Yeah. You know, that would not have been satisfying or at least not unusual. You know, so as much as this stuff is difficult, I also think that the links they're willing to go to are part of what makes it so great. You know, it's hard. Again, nobody would fault Berserk for not being inventive enough with its sadism. Yes. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, I I think I'm sure I've talked about it on the show before, but Alan Moore did a comic called Neonomicon. That features some really disturbing sex stuff. Not all of it. Like there's a there's a scene though that's pretty unnerving, Um, and it got a lot of flack for that. But it like in terms of like wow, this is making like I feel a very intense sense of revulsion and horror at this Uh in a way that I think is intended. Like I can't argue with it being effective. Like it is not pleasant, Uh but it's really you know it really worked, and that's something that like I always pick up on, you know. So I'm, like, uh, yeah. I'm trying to pick up on the difference between this and torture porn because I want to say this is effective and not like exploitative or gratuitous to me because it is a gut check on my humanity, right? Yeah, I mean things things have to get like things to, to set up things that that what I think they want to do 
things have to be, they have to sell the consequences. I don't just want to turn this into the last episode of the bonfire side chat <laughs> where like my, you know, I don't, don't need to go over that again, but like, I think that it has to get a certain level of dark to justify certain things. Right. You well, know, like to earn certain things, not, you know, yeah. not, not even just justify them. Right. Like, like a torture porn would start with Griffith being captured yeah. and end at the end of this episode. The fact that there's so much of it that is, and that I think it's really intentional from a, a pacing standpoint. Yeah. The fact that it's just like, here's a lot of page time set up to, you know, a pleasant flashback. Yeah. Here's a lot of page time set up to like courtly politics. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's all necessary. It acts as kind make of like narrative impact. ballast, right? Yeah. yeah. To make this have impact, that has to happen. Yeah. You know, like, part of it I'm reacting to is the imaginativeness of it and just the designs and seeing where they'll go. But the other part of it is just like, you know, I feel I feel like, you know, demon, if you're going to like posit a demon mm-hmm. as a thing, this is what it has to be. Yeah. Because what's the alternative? Like if, <laughs> if something that is supposed to be the ultimate evil isn't actually the most evil thing you can think of, then it's kind of, you know, it feels a little bit cartoony, you right. know? Like when you have a like a, you can't have like a, a red guy with a pitchfork and pajamas, <laughs> you know, it has to be like, actually, no, it's there's no part of it that's fun. There's no part of it that's OK. Right. There's no part of it that's acceptable. This is 100 percent unacceptable. You know, yeah, the, this is the most horrific thing that I can you know, as the author, like this is the worst thing I can think of. Right. You know, and that's what a demon is. That's what that's what's on the line. Yeah. And, you know, like to. to... <laughs> to look at like what demons are like external forces, you know, that are actually like historically have just been the worst things about people that have been brought out. Right. Right. You know, like all the demons that we see here are just the worst parts of the people who sacrificed uh, things that they loved played up. Right. Well, and just it even comes like into like, into it. yeah. Yeah. Like when, when the, when God is introduced and he has that, and yeah. we'll get to it where he's like, you know, do what you will, uh-huh. you know, is, is the, the mantra. Yeah, which you know, is like also you, the mantra of the Satanists. Of Anton LaVey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's that's intentional, you know. Uh-huh. This is, like, humanity, this is what, it is the worst thing we can think of and done on the page instead of real life because on the page you can have a seven-dicked horse monster, you know, or what have you, and that's the worst thing you can think of. Like, I, I don't think, it doesn't feel cheap or exploitive to me or, right. or, you know, somehow undersold or anything. Like, it all works really well. It feels very yeah. justified. And it's never, it never feels cheap. I mean, with a couple of those little beats, like I don't like the, uh, the king being a child molester and right. a couple of those little but, bits that felt false, but yeah. mostly it just seems, it seems rock solid to me. Yeah. And, I kind and, of airtight and, with that. And this tilted me like, you know, like into the favor of wild being like a positive, not, not positive, but like, like liking him because he felt so incongruous. He was like garish. He was like a really gouty, um, representation of like just the you know, it's like a literal rape monster is the way they put yeah. it in the notes right it's kind of like uh like maybe dial it back a little bit but like this justifies it a little bit or earns it right so yeah so yeah i, can, it, I can see that and it it's, and again it's just it's just the one so you you run into this thing and it's like jesus christ this is the worst thing uh-huh. that can be and it's like no there's there's a universe of these things yeah here are all of them yeah you know and this is this is what they're going to do like it just needs to be i feel like it needs to be as bad as bad as the, you know, the imagination can allow. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it's a nice bit of foreshadowing at the very least. Like it sets up what's about to happen because what gives guts the strength to, you know, put him on the ropes is, you know, actually seeing him about ready to, I hate to say this, rape Casca to death with his crazy monster dick. Um, yes. You know, and, and, anime, and, anime, yeah. manga, and, and manga. like he kills yeah. him by, or you know, like gets him into submission by cutting his dick off. 
Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Which is a, you know, it's a little bit weird. I can never run for office, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> there are months of audio of me saying stuff like that. And I just can't you didn't write it. <laughs> I know. Like, uh, you know. Oh. um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. and then, you know, Nosferatu Zod shows up and, uh, actually finishes wild off himself. Yeah. And Zod talks to Griffith and says that your bailet will come back to you. Yeah. You know, you have the bailet. It ends up where it's supposed to be. Um, you will get it. <laughs> yes. Your fate. Even though so. you cannot respond to me except in dots, I assure you, yeah. your bailet will come back. <laughs> we we know Japanese media. Those dots mean things. <gasps> we just can't hear them. <gasps> like, oh. other people around know what they mean. Yeah. So. Kind of like the yeah. laughs. Yeah. And uh, this kind of sets up the, 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 the whole end game for the Golden Age, which uh, I, I – so in, in the run-up to this, you come out and say, like, 13, this is where it gets real, real good. I, I, I believed you because I believe and I trust your taste in these things. I didn't Thank realize you. how good and how real these things would get until I got here. It, yeah, it gets, it gets really rare. Like, or like, really rare. Yeah, Real. rare. Like, yeah. like yeah, rare. I would, I would say <laughs> yeah. rare in that too. Like, it's yeah. it's it's underdone and like half baked in like this crazy narrative metaphysical way that I so fucking love. Oh my god! Yeah. Like they're crossing dimensions and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It it just it doesn't uh, when it goes it goes whole hog and all everything leading up to it, all of the things that unnerved you and made you feel like this was these were not the rules of reality. Uh-huh. Um, that they did, you know, the hints of that are instead of let's ramp that up, you know, a little bit, let's just actually just have a trap door, yeah. <laughs> you know, open in the floor. Yep. And, uh, and that's what happens. Yeah. And, and that trap door is, you know, Griffith actually activating his crimson bailet. You know, yep. he, he sees Casca and guts, you know, Casca, like he was kind of gunning for both of them. He wanted the best of both worlds. He wanted the ladies and the dudes. He loved yep. both of them and seeing them be together and recognizing that he was this horrible, awful husk of a tortured person that would never actually function again, aside from being a mind trapped in a box. Um, yeah. as Alice and, and never, Chance and predicted. Achieved, yeah, achieved, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or Metallica in one. Like, yeah, he was a, he was a spoon man. Yeah. And he was never <laughs> going to taste the rhythm with his hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he decides to, I don't know how he did this without any tendons, but he steals a horse cart, rides <laughs> off, crashes, spills his blood on his bailey, which happens to be in this lake that he crashes into fate. and it causes fate. Yep. And it causes yep. the sun to disappear and uh, open up a portal to uh, the, the negaverse. Yes. Which is the negaverse. This, this, this is awesome. This scene yep. is great. It's like so it is good. so, so creepy. Like the faces on the floor. And like I love the way that the the band of the hawk react, where they're you know oh this is you know this is an illusion, this isn't real. Like nobody believes it, and people don't believe it for a long time. Like uh, Corcus doesn't believe it for well into, you know, seeing his his comrades just unmade. Yep. You know through this, um, yeah, the apostles just fuck shit up. And this is also like here here's a here's a you know just a toy box for the artists. Like what can you think of? Yeah. You know, what combination of body parts and shapes can you think of for these people to run into, draw them, you know? Um, I know that, like, the artist and, and the writer are one and the same, but, like, yeah. just every every idea for a design, yeah. you know, kind of goes into this. It's like Bosch meets Geiger meets Beksinski. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, super Boshy. Yeah. So, yeah, just the way things human <laughs> often have, have human faces uh-huh. on, on a non totally non-human body. Uh-huh. 
know, and just everything smiling. And just, it's really got to be seen to be believed. Like, it's not really the kind of thing that I think will come over in an audio description. Right. You know, how this kind of works. And I'll be interested once I get to that part of one of the, the visual media. So I'll either watch the dub of the last movie or I'll watch the, the anime until it gets to that point. Because I want to see how it looks in a car- in cartoon form. Right. So. Yeah, I, I can see myself watching a lot of this anime this weekend, Gary. Yeah. What's, what's happening yeah. to us? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But we'll have to start our Sailor Moon podcast after this. Yep. Fighting evil but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yep. One of the first songs I learned how to play on keyboard. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's pretty yeah, funny. Me, I, yeah, me and uh, my buddy Derek had a real Sailor Moon face. That's pretty funny. Uh, I, I, I did too. I was ashamed of it. Like I watched it on USA Network before before school most days. Like I know yeah. this is about high school girls, but I'm going to watch this. Yeah, it was just it was just unusual. Yeah. Like at the time, I was yeah. also watching Pokemon at the time because it was yeah. just like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. It was not cool. Yeah, that <laughs> just reminds me. Have you read Womp at all? No, I it's, don't know what Womp is. It's a it's a web comic that's real good. It's like uh, if 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 uh, if a web comic about a gaming nerd was honest, that's what it is. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of like uh, anime and um, Sailor Moon fandom that is very mm. much like, yep, this is totally something awful, and <laughs> we're playing that for laughs. Uh, but uh, but yeah, but but no, we, we we can't really convey it because it is entire. Like it's, I'm not entirely sure I comprehend it visually. Like the like the like the, some of the tricks that they do with perspective and with scale and just kind of like walls made of faces and faces made of walls and wheels within yeah. wheels and yeah yeah. You're not supposed to really. I mean, I think it's supposed to be non Euclidean and right. It's supposed to be incomprehensible. Like like like, like it, yeah. it is really playing off of the uncanny in a real big bad hard way. Yeah yeah. yeah. And the the plot stuff, I mean, this is, you know, the plot, this is the turning point of the series, which is why it, it's all the more disappointing that this doesn't end with, like, volume 26, <laughs> where we're going to end the, the show. 2022. Roughly, yeah. 22, roughly around there, like, where it, you know, probably should about go that far. So, yeah. Griffith is apparently one of the few uh, chosen that can be, can ascend to being one of the god hand. And uh, he's offered a deal. So you have to sacrifice all of your men, because that's the most important thing to him. Um, in order to get this new this new body, right? And uh, you know he's initially a little bit resistant, but uh, you know you get this kind of flashback to his his history. Yeah. At this point, and they kind of tempt him into it and say like, you know, know what? These people have been sacrificing their lives for you the entire time to get power. What's different about this? Right. You know, like you'd send them into battle to die, so you can get your your golden nation or what have you. Why? How is this different? Yep. And just. Again, leaning real hard into the ambition side of it, like you know, the, the, their lives are worthless to you except as tools to get you where you want to go. Like we're offering you this sweet deal to get you there. Like let's yep. do this. Yep, yep, yeah. And he takes it. Yeah, he takes it. And the way that it plays out is pretty is different than what we've seen before. So like with the count, it was a matter of you know he he was granted this, but he had to do the killing himself. That's that's the sense that I got. Like he killed that entire pagan orgy himself mm-hmm. including his wife and that's how he got what he wanted um mm-hmm. whereas this like this places brands on every single member of the band of hawk who's there including casca and uh and guts i mistakenly in the notes say that rickert was there but he was not so. yeah rickert yeah rickert it was still which is good yeah um and what the brand does is yeah. it marks you as food yeah so you know the demons whose only uh kind of mandate is do what you will it is pointing you out as like, you know, it, and it makes you smell good to them. Like it makes yeah. you, you know, attractive to them in a sexual sense. Like it just makes you a target 
for any of their vices. It marks you as fair game. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and then, and then there's slaughter, like yeah. abject slaughter of people who, you know, several named characters who we've come to really like. We see them die you know? horribly. Yeah. Um, it's not Rickert, but it's the one who kind of looks like Rickert. Yeah. Who dies yeah, to yeah, save Casca. Cool. Yeah. Um, you know that that's really like uh, pretty pretty heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. That scene specifically. Yeah. And uh, and again, you know, Corcus oh, uh, ends J- up Judith. You know, it's like Judea. Yeah. Ju- Judea. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Judo. Um, he. Uh, he does that, and then Corcus, you know, who doesn't believe that, you know, thinks it's a hallucination up until the last minute, yeah. dies to the uh, the snake baron. And yeah, <sighs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's real bad. And kind of while this is happening, guts. I, f- I forget how it happens, but guts is actually taken to see God himself, which we mentioned a little bit before. But he is just the manifestation the manifestation of all of like mankind's deepest darkest desires, which makes him just the worst monster imaginable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like God is not, you know. God is not the God that we understand or this is a very individual God, right? Like God, in this fiction is very different than ours. Yeah. And he's, you know, just this manifestation and he is not because he is just that kind of collection of humankind's will. He is not a force for good. No. You know, again, just team bleakness, <laughs> team bleakness. Like that's the reflection of the universe we're working in yeah. and everything we've seen up to this point reflects it. Yep. You know, like every, there's no, you know, there, there isn't really room for hope in this. Yeah. So, and, and at the very least, if, if he is only the god of the demons and the dark forces that we see, like, you know, all he is doing as an agent for, you know, or just as an agent for this force, this darkness, is making people live into their deepest desires. Yeah. Right? So yeah. he's allowing it and facilitating it, and that's what the god hand is there to do. And you get the impression that most of, if not all of these, I mean, I got the impression that these demons are all people. Yep. Or all were at some point. Yeah. So, and you know, like, it's not like he may be the god of these demons, but they're just people who have decided, you know, made a bad decision. Right. Like just that that, that, that have enlisted themselves and, you know, in, in the name of this weird creeping darkness and, you know, thinning of the walls between one world and the other. Right. Yeah. And so, like, you know, so even people who are dead, like back in the count, we didn't say this, but like one of the <laughs> crazy swirling uh, spirits that took the count away was Vargas. Like he died and he, he became a part of that mass. Yeah. So, like, even yeah. death, even in death, you are serving this, right? Yeah. And Vargas didn't seem happy to be doing that. No. Like, it doesn't seem like a good time, you know, nope. a bad time. Um. Yeah. So, and then again, just more the the uh, the probably you know either the first or second most uh, plot significant sexual assault. <sighs> it's actually it probably is the first most. Yeah. Well, like Griffith. Before that, right. like the, the the God Hand says, like, "Hey, what do you want?" He's like, "Give me wings." Like he's finally like he's customizing. He's out there shopping. It's like, "Hey, yeah. you've, you've you've got twenty thousand dollars. What kind of car do you want? Give me a spoiler. <laughs> Give me wings. I want wings." And so yeah. he gets that, and so he cocoons up, and then when he comes out, he is a uh, he is he is a full on monster god, and he is looking for, yeah, yeah. I mean, he wants you know he's given up this far. He's cross the, the the event horizon yeah. you know of humanity and uh the subject of this is going to be you know um guts not not being available um ends up being casca and probably because it would hurt guts as well yeah even though he's kind of in love with both of them yeah. and he he rapes casca and it is you know really really hard to watch yeah and and, and guts ends up watching all of it one of the demons that he's fighting holds him up and kind of makes him watch it yeah like he, um, like that's how he loses his arm. He is yeah. being gnawed on by, by, by like a big uh, frog-like demon, and he cuts his arm off like a fox in a trap. 
in order to get away. And these demons are so bent on making him watch it that another one pins him down, and that's how he loses his eye. It, like, it pierces yeah. it trying to hold it open. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So really, really intense stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it, and it acknowledges how intense it is because after everything is settled, like, Casca is ruined. Like, she, yeah. like, just her mind is entirely gone. Yep. 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 She is. Yeah. She's not, uh, not okay. And that plays heavily into the rest of the series as well. Um, you know, and kind of becomes the normal thing. I don't think it's over. I don't think that she'll stay like that forever, but that is definitely, uh, where she's at in the status quo. Um, the, uh, skull, the skull knight comes and rescues them and takes them to, to Godot's place, the, the blacksmith with, uh, Rickert, who I think, not at this point, but he trains to be a blacksmith as well. Just forget the blacksmith, another tiny connection. Um, yeah, the, um, (laughs) But he, uh, yeah, so taking them there and, uh, it's just, it's just, uh, you know, Casca, Casca and Guts, the only people who make it out, they have the brand. So, and that's very unusual. You get the sense that people who are branded do not make it right. very far. And really disturbingly, um, Casca gives birth to a deformed demon fetus. Standing which, up. Yeah. Which yeah. we've seen before. Uh-huh. Like it, it's been, it's shown up kind of as foreshadowing and coma fantasies and stuff mm-hmm. before this point. Yeah, and also just again, small connections. Demon fetuses, five, three. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, indeed. But uh, but yeah, she 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 gives birth to it, and then it goes away. Like it it, yeah. it actually disappears, walks away. Um, and my understanding is it becomes plot uh, plot significant. But yeah, 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 very much so. But uh, that gets into spoiler, spoiler territory. So after all this happens, and you know, like all of this reality is kind of set, settling back in for guts. You know, he is he is entirely uh, you know just unaware of what happened except for what the skull knight tells him. And what I refer to as like one of my, one of my favorite chapters is called sprint, which mm-hmm. like, if you had to read one, just kind of like, it's one of the more visually striking ones that doesn't involve uh, the crazy weird geometry and creatures and stuff. And that is just after, you know, after he wakes up, just like running through the wilderness, trying to find Casca, like just trying to run away from himself. And just the way that it tells the story in this weird mantra-like style, like the closest approximation I could find, and I don't know that it comes like the, it, it feels like a disingenuous comparison, but it feels like uh, like the uh, Doctor Manhattan um, chapter of uh, mm-hmm. uh, like the origin story from Watchmen, just where it's just kind of like okay, all of this is hitting in, and it's the Skull Knight talking to him as he is trying to run away from it, and it's like this is what you're running away, trying to run away from, but you're going to spend your entire life running towards this. And yeah. like, that is real cool. Like yeah. I would say sprints like stuck out to me as like not the highlight because like there's not an awful lot of plot movement aside from like setting it up, but like visually and execution wise, it's so good. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, it is a good thing and it, and it plays out, you know, um, this is a real turning point and that you'll get to this a little bit more and we'll talk about it in the show when we cover a little bit deeper in the series, but huge turning point for guts character. Like the part, like when I was talking about how the guts of the first couple chapters never shows up, right. it's it's more or less true. Like he he changes a lot and he starts evolving at this point, right? You know, heavily and and uh, you know this is this is not again you know at the the risk of repetition, <laughs> it is it is you know an ultimately heinous act, but it's not for nothing. Like the right. the ripples are felt for, throughout the entire thing. Like up until this point, he's been a dog, and now yep. he has like his driving force. Well, somebody says he, um, when he leaves, um, Jado is or Jado or Rickard are, are trying to convince him to leave, and says, "You know, you have to choose between this or Casca. Like, you know, if you leave, take her with you. Like, this is, you know, this needs to be about people. It can't be about, 
you know, whatever this is that you're fighting for, you know, choose, choose her. And right. ultimately, like the, as we move on, that's what this is going to be about is him attempting to do that. Right. You know, like I, there's no, and that, you know, plays into a lot of my cosmology where like, I feel like grander meaning is hard to find, but you can find meaning in individuals. Right. You know, like, like a human connection is pretty much the only thing that we have because everything else is, you know, non-existent. And, and when it does exist, it's often cruel. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so finding like a, that kind of thing is really important. That is not an original observation. It's not particularly deep, but the, the work kind of supports it with him, you know, changing his mind and turning his back on this kind of, you know, destiny and world, you know, this kind of fate and instead trying to invest in one person. Nobody on their deathbed says, I wish I had spent more time at the office cutting demons in half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, nobody wishes they had spent more time bisecting. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So so things kind of end with him uh, meeting his Q slash Lucius Fox and uh, getting his uh, his armament. So like the, the you know I alluded to the sword earlier, but like the the the, the dragon slayer or whatever he has this gigantic sword that is longer than him somehow. Yeah, he still yeah. carries it. Um, <laughs> yep. You know, it was made as like an art statement about like the king says he wants a sword that can kill a dragon. Well, dragons don't exist, therefore this weapon does the not have to be. be used, yeah. yeah, the sword can't be used. And now it's kind of like the monsters are so much worse than dragons and the person is so much worse than somebody who would want to kill dragons. And it's the only possible choice. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it's, a uh, it's real cool. And it feels like a starting point. Like it's a good point for us to end this episode. Um, you know, and, and a nice, uh, you know, things kind of go the, the next, uh, as many issues or whatever, whatever is very good as well. Yeah. And then spoiler, it starts kind of trading its wheels <laughs> real bad. Um, yeah. so, and then stopped kind of coming out. I'm really worried that it will never end. Um, yeah, I kind of wonder how. I, I wonder how old M- Mira is. Like, I, I recognize that like maybe working on this one thing for 30 years might not have been the wisest thing. Like, maybe. Well, he has he has other things he's done. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, he's. I mean, I've, I've looked him up a little bit. Um, but there have been like some interview or something like that where he said he's like less interested in it, um, or he's losing interest in it. Yeah. And just you know. That's really frustrating when if you ever if you complete the series as what's printed the last you know several of them feel very superfluous and just you know just please give it an end you know <laughs> just make make it a story and then and then walk away from it right like I don't understand how you can not want to do that right so unless he has yeah. designs that he just does not have the energy or wherewithal to execute on at which point like it's just a disservice so yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, I mean, and then I would like read an interview with what he was originally thinking. Yeah, that would be fine for me too. I just kind of want to know. I and that's and actually that's a lie. I don't want that. I want to see it wrapped up. Me too. So I'd really like that. If you go to audibletrial.com forward slash bonfireside chat. You can pick up such audiobooks as Buckner and Garcia, the band they never thought would make it who didn't actually make it. You get it for free. Do it. But yeah, that's it for this episode. Yeah. 
guys. It is. It's um, been kind yeah. of a long one. So uh, we have responses that people have offered to us. Uh, a couple just kind of like saying, hey, this is what I think of Berserk. Um, we're going to put out a call uh, before our next recording session. We're doing these in kind of a kind of a weird order, but uh, um, in lieu of doing the traditional appendix, we're probably just going to tack those in somewhere uh, towards the end here. Yeah, like maybe in you know the adaptation um, episode yeah. will likely be shortish, just because we'll already have covered all the plot stuff. We'll just be talking about differences and and kind of generalities, so that might be a good place for them. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and that, that's the, the first half of this, so we're covering up through the conviction arc, um, next time, which is also real cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you're reading along, do that. It's kind of a weird episode for us, so tell us what you think. Um, we, you know, we haven't done this, it's not about a game. Um, you know, it is a strictly a narrative thing with no elements of interactivity, so, you know, we kind of followed the narrative pretty closely. Um, you know, tell us if you think that worked. Um, if you don't think it did. We're playing a game pretty soon, so <laughs> I, I'm already um, like you've already beaten this game, and I fucking love this game that we're talking about. So. It's great. Like I think I feel like I'm gonna try uh, number two. I think over the weekend, yeah. and uh, the game is Kingsfield, and yeah. the and uh, see because I could see myself just being a series, you know, playing down through the series. Like it's really good. Yeah, it's a, it's very good, and it's one of the first like things. Like I feel like I don't always, but sometimes. You know, often enough, probably more often than half, we'll kind of respect and, and agree with critical consensus on things, uh-huh. at least to a degree. But this game was was pretty, you know, it was kind of shit on. Yeah, yeah. And it's great. Uh-huh. Like, it, it, it does not deserve that. It just requires patience, you idiot. <laughs> like, you know, give it a little patience. And it definitely helped coming to it from the back forward, you know, to the front. I think so, Like, too. knowing, yeah. Like, if I just picked it up on launch day... You know, for for PS2, like it might have been difficult. Or the day, you know, the day it came out, rather. Yeah, that might be difficult. But yeah, so that's what we're, that's what we're doing after this. So we have two more episodes of Berserk, and then four episodes of Kingsfield. Yep. So and then, and then Dark Souls too. And then Dark Souls too. Oh my gosh, Gary, it's so yeah. soon. Like it's like a month and a half. Like I know early. it's it's really it's really soon. I'm trying to think of what kind of character I want to do for my for my start. Have you given any thought to that? So. <laughs> I don't want to go too much into it. The, the 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 demo told me like maybe I don't want to start with a dual wielding guy, um, just because that's why I played. And it was like ah, oh, like you know, it, it, it. I'm not even sure. I don't even. I just. I, I kind of just want to do my regular jack of all trades <laughs> guy. Like just like give me something that I can that I can experience it with. Like because you're scrapping, you're trying to take any single advantage you can get, and that's the way that I that I like to be exposed to a to a Souls game first, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I might do like just a sword and shield, yeah, kind of thing. Like I, I kind of wanted to go shieldless from the start and just kind of raise myself in high gravity. But <laughs> knowing I, knowing I will play it multiple times, yeah, like, there'll be time for that. There'll, so, there'll be time to grow, and I would rather, yeah. you know, there, there's something about like walking around behind a, uh, a, a, a plank that makes it feel especially terror, ter- you know, terrifying. Well, it, and yeah. it gives you a little bit more. To, you can observe things, yeah, a little bit. Like you can see things because you're not so instantly having to kill them or be killed by them. Yeah. So that's kind of the idea, but I think that's what I may go for. Yeah. And yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Cirque, Dark Souls 2, Kingsfield, all great things. Yeah. What all, what are other thing, great things? Cool. Well, other great things are the other shows in the network. Uh, you can check out, uh, say bonfire site. <laughs> Whoops. Mm, did that yeah. wrong. Um, you can check out, say, uh, watch out for fireballs, which about the time that this is coming out, we're in the middle of our dungeons, uh, dungeons and dragons, uh, saga. 
Um, real good response on the uh, regular D&D episode. And then the next episode that's coming out is a real-time play session uh, from us. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool and unusual for the show. Like This is, a this is a let's say, a quarter of experimentation for us. Yeah. 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 Which is neat. Like, I'm, I'm happy with that because so far it's been at least fun to do. Um, yeah. You can also check out um, uh, The Level, which is a round. We've been recording for a long time. You can also check out us recording for a long time and thus stumbling over things that we've said a thousand times. Yep. Um, you can check out The Level, which is Cole's uh, roundtable video game discussion uh, show. It's very good. Um, smart, intelligent dudes on there and a good place to kind of get a pot potpourri of what people are playing and what's going on in the world of games yeah. at the time. Again, with a heavy listener interaction thing, which is so important to the network. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to Check It Out Comrade, which is about indie games. It is it is Gary and uh, uh, Bonfire Side Chat alumni Nick Glaber talking about indie games. It is a very, very good like primer like, oh, this is my Steam wish list. Should I buy it? Yes, <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah, check it out. Like We've mostly done things we like so yeah. far. I feel like I'm the only person who said something, you know, I don't think you should buy this game at this point. Yeah. Like in the history of it so far. But uh, around the time that this is coming out, I think is when we did a real weird episode about like kind of micro games, like uh, like a Twine game that I know of, and then a game uh, that Nick's buddy developed. Yeah. So it's mostly bigger things than that, but we did a couple. Like these are just people who just made game one man teams, you know, who made games, and that was fun to do as well. Yeah. So yeah, um, there is also Abject Suffering, which is about whatever we want it to be, but <laughs> we use bad games as a framework. Yep. Um, for that, and then I've got a couple shows that are petering out. Um, Pilot Season, which is a variety show, and The Pitch which uh, is running kind of like early proto versions of it now leading up to, we're going to record one episode that is our little um, kind of retrospective about it, um, which makes me feel pretentious saying that we're going to do that. But uh, it would be, it'll be fun to talk about it because that show was never out of character. Right. So it'll be fun to do so. And if you have uh, prompts for that, if you listen to that show, God bless you for one <laughs> and for two, um, send them in yep. sending questions or uh, discussion prompts for us, please. Yeah. And uh, the, the, there is a show called Those Damn Ross Kids I do do with my brother that uh, is eventually coming back. I know that we initially said, "Hey, New Year," but uh, real life stuff gets in the way. Um, yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, uh, just a, good justified real. It's it's definitely justified real life stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it is, uh, you know. So yep. yeah. in, the, in the meantime, you can check out like back episodes of it, and uh, um, if you're looking for written content, there is Hex Crank, which is the survival horror blog. Yeah. Yep. yeah so check out all that stuff. Yep. Yep, and um, in the interest of not making this go on forever, we should probably wrap up. <laughs> yep. But um, yeah, thank you for listening. And again, tell us what you think because it is a departure for us. And when we move outside our comfort zone, yeah. it is comforting to know if it's working. So yeah. And if you uh, discovered Berserk through this, not discovered it, but like were spurred into uh, reading it because of the show, let us know because it is always cool to hear when people are introduced to good stuff or what, what we think is good stuff uh, through these works. So just for me. Uh, to, to know what we're exposing people to is real cool. Yeah. Yeah. And if you end up buying them, buy them from the Amazon referral link. Yeah. Duckfeet.tv slash tip, uh, tip jar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so in, until next time, um, it's not even so much a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrifice. Sacrifice. <laughs> it's more of a slab of iron. Umbasa. <laughs> So the world yeah. might be sunshine. Yes, yeah, yeah. So the world might be sundered. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> and we all pray that we will have far more soon.